You see how my, my, my goatee is touching the... To touch my chin so you to put it. Your goatee on there too. <laughs> put my goatee yeah, on. Put your goatee on there. My goatee on the mic. Oh, I gotta oh, grow one. Fuck. I forgot what song. God you were gonna damn. sing a song. I was gonna sing a song for you guys. Better think of it. Um. Oh, okay. Now I remember. <coughs> now you're in Cloud Town. <laughs> Yeet Street Jungle Street. <laughs> made of. You know he eats napalm. Now he shits fireballs. <laughs> Hi, Kim Duke. What song is that? Now you're in New York. Oh. But I changed the lyrics. Let's check my you Amazon busy? orders. The fuck do you order? Another swimsuit. Another and swimsuit. And that dress for the wedding. I can only have an erection for so long before I lose feeling. You guys see legs. what this one looks like? No. I'll show you. Okay. I'm excited about it. It was supposed to come on two days and it's coming tomorrow. I ordered it today. Oh, my God. They expedited the shipping free of charge. They're like, we want to see what your boobs look like in this. So we want to see them big tits fart. <laughs> what? You never heard that before? No. They said on your mom's house. Your big tits fart. Let me see those big tits fart. Um, What did we do this weekend? I worked Saturday. Oh, I was at the long lake. fucking day. What'd what you did guys I do, do Saturday? <coughs> oh, I was at the lake. Oh, we did Freedom Days back in Freedom Days. Ah. So we went to the parade and then the kids, Layla rode a pony and they went in the petting zoo. They were more interested in the damn dog than the actual goats and sheep. Uh, Lena did a trampoline thing and then we went to your parents and spent time on the lake. And then we yeah. got together some stuff for your Father's Day gift. And then we went and watched fireworks. Unbelievable. I worked a lot that day. Not fun. Parking blew in all of the places. I've never spent so much on parking in one day than, than I did there. How much did you spend in one, one Actually, day? Actually, I take I that back. Cause the yesterday, next you spent $26 <laughs> in parking. Yeah, yeah. I ended up spending. <laughs> that's hilarious. Because you wanted to park there for 24 hours. Prior to that. <laughs> so I spent uh, $20 on parking. Did you invoice them the $20? I did. I invoiced. I did my big big boy duties. I said, look, I can't be paying for parking and working for you. And he was like, that's fine. Just put it onto a spreadsheet. I put it onto a spreadsheet. Okay. Is he Venmoing you? No, he's writing me a check. Okay. Um, but, and, th- and then I came home and, and, and we, you know, we were chilling. We watched uh, Chef's I, Table. I thought I was asleep when you got home. No. Oh. You were still awake. Okay. Um, and then you woke up the next morning. I was I having wo- nightmares. I was fucking exhausted. I had a nightmare that I went to do my hysterectomy and a baby came out of my uterus. A full grown little baby boy. And then my mom was supposed to take care of it and it didn't work out. So I woke up in a panic that there was a baby somewhere in the house. Jesus. I didn't tell you my <laughs> dream that I had because it was the polar opposite of what your dream was. That our kids died? No, oh. um, I had a dream that I that I came three times and I can't remember exactly what had happened, but I remember some something in my brain, I think, was going, oh, man, you're going to wake up and there's going to be jizz all over your underpants. And so, and so a supportive person came in and was patting me on the back. It was Caitlin. She was patting me on the back going, it's OK, buddy. You're going to be just fine. And I was like, fuck this. And I woke up. <laughs> 
Luckily, I just had to pee. I didn't. There was no jizz in my in my underwear. What the fuck is wrong with but you? you? We woke up at like the same time, and you were telling me your thing, and I was like, I'm just glad there isn't uh, a load of yo- gogurt in my shorts right now. You know. So we our usual Father's Day Mother's Day plan is that we let the other one day drink all day, and we drive them wherever they want to go. Mm-hmm. And this year, I'm like, Chris has been working really hard. He's been doing a lot of stuff. We should put something together for him. So we made you breakfast, made fritter French bread, strawberry rhubarb, fritter French bread, wild rice sausage, strawberries. Mm. And then we had a six pack of beer with scratch offs in it and your favorite gum. And yeah, made you a mimosa, a giant mimosa. That was, yeah, I got and all misty eyed. I got all misty eyed because <laughs> I was like, look at all. Because what I saw was all of the work that went into whatever it was that you did. And I was like, why the fuck would you do this? Why you do this to me? I love you so much. To remind you to never fucking leave me. You'll never get better than this. Well, I guess I can't now, huh? <laughs> you, 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 uh, you, you, you got me in a lifetime contract with Scratch Offs and Pacifico. <laughs> and you only won five dollars, and I definitely <laughs> spent more than five dollars on those. Um, and then we went to my folks. Oh yeah, we're still going. Hung out. That was fun. That was fun. And then... We paddleboarded together because <coughs> we're hipsters. You look like super hipster on the paddleboard. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a cool guy. I'm sorry. And then what did we do after that? And then we got a phone call from one of today's guests today that said, hey, I got a ticket to uh, this podcast called Kill Tony. I heard y'all are going. Could I ride with y'all? I, I bought those tickets a while ago. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I f- didn't even realize it was on Father's Day. So win for me. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, and But th- that that individual was riding Middendorf. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, you. Um, and uh, we picked you up in our little tin can car. Yeah, I didn't realize how close we lived to each other. I won't get specific on that, but. In our I backyard. Was, I was like, Jesus Christ, why aren't we hanging out all the time? You guys live so fucking close. Um, and he lives at that residence with our other guest today. <laughs> <laughs> who is, your name is? April. April. I was about to say your last name. And then I was like, I don't know if we're doing that. Because I no. noticed that you and if you had another sister, she's been on this show a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> She would have been on the show a couple of times, and she also did not use her last name. That's fine. I used the goofy You're last name for her. People. Yeah. Hey, uh, could you privately get that mic up to your fucking face? Okay, God it's right here. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we got so we we uh, snagged you up, and we we went to kill Tony, and we were nervous as fuck waiting outside, or at least I was nervous. As I fuck. wasn't nervous. You know I what's funny though? Forward. I'm gonna tell you guys something. I'm like, man, I could have put my name in the basket because oh. I came up with such a good 60s. Wait, 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 wait. What? There's a lot of people that don't know what the show is. So the show is called Kill Tony. And what it is, it's a podcast. It's it's more like American Idol meets open like comedy open mic, right? There's these celebrity guests and celebrity comics who um, will let you do 60 seconds. Your name gets pulled out of a bucket. You get 60 seconds to try and make the host laugh, which is why it's called Kill Tony. I never knew that till yesterday, right before we left. <laughs> I had no idea. And and then 
after you do your 60 seconds, they interview you. So it is. It's it's a lot like, you know, all of those uh, musical talent uh, shows. And for comedians, it's so it's like the best version of those things because it's real comedians. It's not like somebody from the fucking Disney Channel or some shit. It's actual people that everybody finds fucking hilarious, which is rad. Like the world's top young rising comedian, Tony Hinchcliffe. <laughs> <laughs> On the world's number one live podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's so fucking cool. There's a band that they do new characters every week. They're like an improv uh, group, and uh, they'll pretend to be different characters every week. Kim Duke, what, what were they this week? Painters. Yeah, they're painters, and my name's Daryl. I lived in Minnesota my whole life. <laughs> I like that Tony didn't get it. Like the the accent mixed with saying I've been I'm from Minnesota I've lived here my whole oh, life. Oh, I just got that now when you said that. That's funny. Yeah, he's like <laughs> I could hear people really laughing in the shady. crowd. <laughs> <laughs> so he's using like yeah, you know, from fucking Minnesota. Obviously, he's, he's a hitman from New York. That's like, funny. He's in the witness protection program. You've shown me stuff on that podcast, and I'm like, I can't believe I'm going to go sit and watch this for two hours. But it was really funny. Oh, yeah. Super fucking funny. There was a Mexican drum off, which they have a drummer on the show. And if anybody says that they know how to drum, they started this thing where they can challenge the drummer. And if they beat him in a drum off, like you do a drum solo, if they win... Then they get to be the drummer for <laughs> the show. The guy that went up there, though, out. he did like the classic same drum routine yeah. that everybody does. Yeah. Like I didn't like it, but I did like his performance with the taking the fanny pack off and holding it up like a like a <laughs> heavyweight belt. That was dope. Yeah, that was pretty super funny. fucking dope. And Ryan, you got called on stage. Yeah. Well, you got to explain. So you put your did you say that you put yeah your you name? put your oh. name in a we're on a we're on a long line it's coming out the door. Everyone was writing down their oh names, my gosh. getting them in the bucket. It was crazy. Like the odds of this actually happening were pretty slim. Yeah, and like I I still can't believe it even happened. Yeah, dude. <laughs> as soon as they called your name, I almost started crying. I was so fucking happy. And then when I saw you on stage. The second that you did your Mountain Dew bit, and I could People see were, Tony lean back and laugh, I was like, oh my God, it's happening. <laughs> it's happening. He's killing <laughs> us. <laughs> I'm so happy right now. You were like the celebrity last night. Dude. Walking out, people are like, that's the guy. That's Holy the guy. Shit. I want to be like, he's in my car. My car. Yeah, Drove yeah. him here. We're, we were riding on your nuts hard. Or at least I was. I was like, yeah, it's my friend over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of like his dad. Whatever. <laughs> uh, the clout levels have risen to a thousand so fast. <laughs> like I can't believe it, man. It's have people found you on on the Instagrams yet? Instagram. I don't have Instagram. I was gonna say you, you do have Instagram. Actually, I do, and I haven't touched it for like. Three I was years. What about Facebook? Has anyone found you on Facebook? Uh, I got a, I got a request from someone who was from Long Prairie. <laughs> 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 then I haven't got any friend requests this weekend. They're Kinda. probably trying to figure out how to. They're waiting for it to come out so they can try yeah, and. Yeah. What was that's the name That okay. was that's the big pull. Like yeah, like I was telling Kim, there's thousands of people that watch that fucking show. Yeah, and and I was. Yeah, dude, I was watching like all the best minute compilations and stuff <laughs> like that. Like that could be one of them. Very well, could be because you got golden ticket yeah. status. Oh yeah, so spoiler alert: 
well, I mean, this will come out by the time this episode comes it's, out. That's already out. Yeah, that'll yeah. already be out. So go to YouTube, watch the show. Don't just listen to it. Watch the fucking show. Uh, that's that's where it's at. I think you were like the fifth comedian to go on. Third. Third? What? Because there were five or six total. Because it wasn't me. It was like two like first timers, then me. And then another first timer, and then Casey Flesh. Oh, you're and right. And then you're right. Uh, that guitar ukulele guy. Wow. Well, it was the couple, and yeah. then the fat guy. Yeah. See, there we go. And, and then, then the heavy guy that kissed that girl. Yep. What happened? <laughs> so he said so he hasn't been two, kissed three. for five years. Oh no. And oh, so everyone's seven like, and this girl's night. like, and then the drummer. So yeah, no, it was. So there was the two, the two, chubby guy. And then the guy with the fanny pack, and then it was you. Wait, so I was number five. Oh, I'm so fucking smart. Yeah. Oh, wow. damn, um, damn. No, so this guy was on stage. He's lot. He was 400 pounds, lost 100 pounds, hasn't dated or kissed a girl in five years. And some girl in the crowd's like, somebody kiss him. And they're like, well, you said it, so you got to kiss him. She was married. Did you hear the guy go, she's married? <laughs> it must have been her husband, but she went and kissed him politely. Here and no, on the oh. cheek. Yeah, kissed him right over here. So then the guy that went up after him was like, "I haven't gotten a blowjob in five years." <laughs> Jesus, I think that's kind of. <laughs> I know. I was oh, like, was "That's bad. a good line." We thought that he was gonna crush, and he did terrible. Yeah. Oh. So he started with that, and then went. <laughs> oh, shit no. all over the stage. Shit all over the stage. So basically, yeah. I just like smoked a lot of weed and drank some beers, and now I'm on stage here at Kill Tony, man. Yeah, no yeah, material. that's exactly that's go. The yeah. But I can't you know play what? drums. I think I was wrong. Actually. I played drums for 15 years, and I'm like, if I. I think yeah. you're at. You were actually number six because there was that guy that climbed telephone poles. Oh shit! After me, no, he came after him because he he's did? like, oh, I'm from a small town. No. no, no, no. Like after me was like a like a physical the fitness, therapist, the nutrition guy, guy. and then there yep. was like a was the pole climbing guy, like a the food, bicyclist. Like a, oh, the bicyclist guy that yeah, yeah. the yeah. run so, fest. So you're probably number six. Anyways. Uh, we know that your yeah, what job. your guys' secret sexual move is. Yeah, I I heard that got <laughs> <laughs> so out on stage. funny. Oh my gosh! Because <laughs> it's not a secret anymore. Not anymore. I think dude, we invented I love a it. new position. Yeah, Why should scissoring have... just be for lesbian couples? Why not <laughs> yeah, bring dude. it to the rest of the I world? I mean, equality. It's all about equality. <laughs> exactly. Scissor- you gotta try it if you haven't yet. I bet you, you know me couples probably went home last night and tried it after that. It's wild. <laughs> they were You're probably like, like, "This is impossible." Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> We only yeah. did it once because one time was all I needed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> been there, tried that. <laughs> oh, I fucking so love it. It was so funny. People were hooting for you. It was hoot, crazy. Hoot. Oh man, and Tony so was excited. like, Tony was like, I've been asking this question for like three years, and finally I've gotten the answer that <laughs> yeah. I wanted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he's right too. You Every- didn't even hesitate. You were like, I know exactly what I'm gonna say. Every time he's ever asked someone, they always go, "Oh, I don't know, pretty tame, pretty tame in the what, bedroom." What was the question? What is the he question asked? was? Do you any have any crazy sexual? Yeah, you guys get wild in the bedroom. Any crazy sexual positions? And, and he just whipped uh, out the ultimate scissor on them. He kept <laughs> talking. He kept talking, almost like he just assumed that you were not gonna have an answer. And Ryan very confidently said extreme scissoring <laughs> and they're like oh, <laughs> what <laughs> lost their fucking minds yeah they lost it it was um, crazy so enough geeking out about that it's fucking rad 
and okay, the last thing is that yeah, you got the golden ticket, so we got to get you out to L.A. Any and that's the thing. Anytime. Thing is, I want to do it when I'm ready, man. Like what? When I'm ready to do it, you know. How what I mean? are you like, not ready? You freaking killed it last night. I don't know, man. Like I'm intimidated. I'm gonna be in a room with like Crystalia probably. Like this is crazy. Oh, like a oh, because they do the guests, so they might have a bigger, oh. a bigger guest. You're saying, but that's the cooler thing, is the fact that uh, Tony is like the hardest person to make laugh. The guests usually laugh more than he does at really? people's sets. Yeah, so like, it, you already got him. You're good. <laughs> you'll be you'll be able to crush <laughs> anybody else that goes up there. But yeah, so the comedy store, anytime that they do their show on Monday night in LA, you can go and and be on their show and you get to do a minute and they'll interview you again. Dove. So you get yeah, you get like six or seven minutes worth of, of stage time in one of the, the one of the, the most famous, if yeah. not the most famous. Home of the greats. Yeah, yeah. David Letterman, fucking Chappelle. Yeah, well, I mean, he's performed there. He's performed there. Or or um Tom Jim. Segura, Bobby Lee. They're there pretty regularly. Yeah, They're yeah. Crystalia actually is he was like that's where he, you know, started. Does Theo go up. there a lot? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. The, yeah. Now it's everybody. Tom Segura, Christina Bajitsky. But Tom and Theo probably don't go. The At same the same day. time? No, 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 no. They got some beef. Dane Cook, fucking yeah, Nick you... Swartzen. All those cats are there. Mark Marin, That oh. dude's there all the fucking time. Yeet. Bill Burr. Maximum yeet. <laughs> all those motherfuckers. Okay. Now, let's get into who... Wait, wait, wait. So today, I'm not going to do my 60 seconds, but I came up with a pretty funny 60 oh, seconds. Oh, please. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage... No. Kim Duke. I don't want to do it in front of other people. Why did you say it then? I just wanted to let you know that I practiced it in the shower and I'm like, fuck, that would have been really funny. And then I could have been like that one girl and been like, oh, my husband's here. It's Father's Day. And then you could have went up, but. Do do it. Do what? Do Do the bit. What bit? You said you have 60 seconds. Let's hear it. Well, I'd go up and be like, I'd start with. Uh, my doctor told me a couple weeks ago that I have a tight vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Backstories, I had a hysterectomy, and before you get one of those, you have to have a pre-op. So what a lot of guys don't knew, know is when you have, you know, when you get a pap, they st- you get fingered every mm-hmm. year. So <laughs> sh- they shove their fingers in there, and they push down on your stomach, and she pulled out, and she's like, you know, I don't think you're going to have any time recovering. And I'm like, oh, it's because I'm 32. I'm healthy. I exercise. I eat well. And she goes, because your pelvic wall is nice and tight. Oh, jeez. And so I have a feeling that when she was in there, my pussy just sucked in her fingers, <laughs> which is why I'm still married 12 years later. Oh. Hey. What do you think of that? It was good. Yeah. That was pretty good. I like that. It's the what gets them, and I noticed this with you, it's when you have a quick line right away. Yeah, so my yeah. doctor told me I had a tight vagina. Yeah, exactly. That's all, once you catch you their... You get them yeah. from And yours from was the, the... Shout out to Mountain Dew, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you get them with that little line and then that's it. And then they're hooked. That's true. So when other people go up and they start with something not so hooky, then you notice that they kind of fall back. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 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 Kind of like how you're falling back away from the microphone. Sorry. I feel uncomfortable because <laughs> I said tight vagina. <laughs> no, that was great. It's going to get a lot weirder. 
So uh, okay, hope you're ready for that. Anyways, so Ryan, um, I met you as many of our guests that I've met on this show. Like everybody, pretty 90%. much percent. Well, nine, no, like eighty percent. But anyways, from the Keller Bar, the open mic scene in Saint Cloud, mm-hmm. little town in Germany, Saint Cloud. Saint Cloud or Saint Claude, Saint Claude, I think. Um, but uh, I, rem- I, what I remember about you is that it seemed like you never had anything planned and you would just go up on stage and say whatever the fuck you wanted and the room would just lose their minds every time you were on stage. And I was like, how the fuck do you get to be that guy? Because you'd also come in and you and uh, I, somebody would like go to shake your hand and you'd be like, don't shake that hand, it has cow shit on it. And so like you'd be fresh off the farm or like you seemed like this was so not on your mind or not not a big deal to you, but you would just go up and crush any time that you're on stage. And I was like, what the fuck? I plan all week. Deborah. I'm looking at the no, comedy But I can hear all of oh, that. Sorry. That's oh man, it's everywhere. What? Make it stop. Make your face stop. Sorry, the phones when you internet makes the microphones go. Oh, I was gonna say, what are you hearing? Like, I don't hear anything. Good thing I'm wearing these headphones. I heard them when we were podcasting with the last two people, but yeah, I didn't want to yell at them. So, well, they're also idiots. So, anyways. Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just was so envious of how much you would absolutely destroy. Um, so I would like to know what made you start doing the comedies. Well, uh, I mean, I was like I, in high school, I, you know, I didn't really have that much of a, I mean, I really wasn't like the funny one out of all my friends in high school. Like I was just in a group of friends and a lot of funny shit happened all the time. And, um, you know, like I really, uh, you know, I didn't, I like really focused a lot on running and stuff like that. I was in cross country in school. I focused hard on that and stuff. But when I got out of there, you know, when I got out of all that and, you know, I graduated, went to college, I realized like none of that stuff I did in the past had meant really, I mean, what is it after that? I mean, after you're out of high school, it's doesn't really mean a whole lot. And then I realized that like the most important thing is just to, you know, like have a good group of friends and stuff. So I, I started to you make a lot, make a lot of friends and everything in college and, um, I guess I didn't really develop a sense of humor until then, really. And uh, you were just a dry motherfucker all throughout high school. <laughs> kind of man, just really fucking awkward. Dry as a nun, Ryan was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> but uh, I got a little taste of comedy once when I was in high school. I had a beatboxing competition at the school <laughs> talent show. It was wild, man. Wait, yeah. well, wait. So you beatboxed? Yeah, I did. All right. Can you well, still? Well, can you still? He's I give right. you guys a little sample. Please, please. God. Oh shit! I was yeah. I was right in middle school, dude. That was fucking. That's hot. Layla would be like, yeah. Do you beatbox into April's vagina? I should. No, I'd get That's a UTI. The first time I <laughs> I don't, that. Is it because his beats are so dirty? Yes. <laughs> I bet you like it if I did candy shop right in there. 
Oh man, that's fucking awesome. And that's the other thing about you is I like I would find out things about you or you would tell me random things and I and you would just graze over them. Like you were just about to graze over the fact the beatboxing <laughs> battle was just a side note to your other story that you were about to tell, but that's such a huge thing. That yeah, not it was everybody a pivotal <laughs> moment in my life. Like Yeah, I like I knew I like I want to try that again sometime, but I don't know how. And like I went through college and stuff. I was kind of I I became sort of known for being kind of funny and stuff like that. We'd play cards against humanity all the time, just laugh our asses off, drink a bunch of wine all night. <laughs> and like just I don't know, colleges are fucking riot, man. It was so fun. And I got into watching a lot of comedy specials on Netflix too. Jezelnik. I started watching oh. Daniel Tosh on YouTube, Nick Swartzen. I started just studying it a lot and just seeing what was funny and Bill Burr, all that. And uh, eventually it got I got out of college and I didn't really have anything to do besides work on the farm. And uh, I just got a little bit bored and I was like, you know what? I want to write down some jokes. I think I can bring these to a stage. And so I wrote down like probably three to five minutes of material, but I thought I had a whole hour plan. <laughs> so I called the Benton station in St. Cloud to tell them that I had an hour's worth of material. <laughs> you know how much of a shit show that would have been if they actually booked me there? Oh my Maximum God. cringe. <laughs> That would have been fucking I started awesome. calling to all my friends that like maybe had connections in the area. I called my friend Abby Minky, who was a DJ on 98.1 Country. Oh, God. I called my friend Clay, who was in a band. Like He's probably knows some people in bars who could hook you up with a, with a spot to play. Oh. But uh, then that finally I hit up Aaron Himholt. Aaron Himholt. And I'm like, yo, I got like an hour of material what can I do with this <laughs> <laughs> an hour of material which yeah, in reality was like three and a half minutes <laughs> <laughs> and like half that stuff was just ass like I can't believe the shit I wrote like a couple of weeks in it was just cringe but like I made it and it was mine I was proud of it you know and he told me to go to the Keller bar and then Aaron told you to go to the Keller bar uh huh and then I met the first person. It, I came on a Thanksgiving show. So, like, the first time I went there, I just saw, like, Comrade and Robert and Max and Mackenzie McCann, uh, oh. M. Sharber, those oh, guys. Man. Adam Brock, remember him? I never met him. Okay, well, he was doing comedy for a little while when I started. And, uh, yeah, and I thought, like, all right, cool. But the first person who really came up and talked to me was Keenan because I walked in there with a notebook and he's like, you're a comic, aren't you? And I'm like, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and at that time, I was fucking gelling my hair to the side too, like a nerd. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, and things really just... I came back the next week, you know, and I had a pretty decent set for a first timer and stuff. And Max and those guys told me like, "Hey, come back." So I came back for like two more weeks, and on the third week, I absolutely crushed balls. <laughs> like to, you were a stripper, you just crushed balls. Like to the fucking max. Like I unleashed a level of clout that was <sighs> unprecedented before. I'm sounding way too cocky right Do now. Do people need clout masks? Because of how much clout was in the fucking room. I did a I did a bit about how uh, I did this bit about how I watched pterodactyl porn one time. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my god, you should say pterodactyl orn. Pterodactyl orn. Because you're making the, the, porn, P. the P silent on porn instead of silent on pterodactyl. But there's a P in front of pterodactyl. It's got to be pronounced. Why would they put a silent P in the beginning of a word? <coughs> Doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> I don't pronounce it how I want to. I never knew pterodactyl had a P. I didn't either until the oh, meme. You know why you or can the, never the, hear a pterodactyl going that. to the bathroom? It's because the, the P, P is silent. Okay. That's yeah. when I knew that there was a P. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. So you absolutely crush balls. You get all the ladies pregnant. Then what? And then Keenan's like, you got to come back. This is this is the real deal. And then he was kind of manic that night, too. He was kind of manic that night. So he was like, man, we're going to make it someday. Like, once we get where we're going to go, man, like, you're coming with. Like, it was oh, crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, when you're on the other side of, like, you're just about to have a manic episode. You're on. Kim, you know what's up. Mm-hmm. Describe it. What happens? You're like in a, f- a fork state. A fork state. You fork. That's euphoric. what I meant. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You're the, in a forked the e up is state. Silent. I'm gonna pronounce it. Oh, there you go. We had a callback. But yeah, I mean, it's not healthy to be in that state, but it, you people get a lot done. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. The manic states are the hardest I to love, turn down. I love being so they fun. We call them the fun funds. The fun for funds. A reason. You don't need to sleep. You don't need to eat. You just go, 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 go. Yeah. You Ryan didn't done. sleep last night. I have not slept. He has not slept. My therapist is inspiring into a full blown mania. I'm having a fucking ball. But <laughs> <laughs> Party don't oh, stop, man. dude. Party don't stop. Goddamn. So anyways, you cash it up with Keenan. But eventually after that, man, you people crash. Yeah, that's the scary thing. Uh-huh. That crashes into a depression. Yeah. That's yeah. where we you lose people. Back to the bad and that's part. the scary thing. Yeah. So. I think yeah. Yeah, it's pretty pretty terrifying. Just I just know not to make any major life decisions while I'm on my manic episodes. <laughs> I can't. And people sometimes people spend a lot of money on their. Like, I, I racked up manic. twelve thousand dollars in credit card debt during yep. a manic episode. Yep. People have a lot no of sex, regrets. a lot of risky behavior. Uh-huh. It's stuff like, man, I would love to be manic all God, over I you right get now. Manic so I hard with you. Because we can't have sex. That's what me and April were saying on the car right here, actually. She's like, Ryan, I'm feeling so good. And like, I'm like, do you want to go manic together? And she's like, yo, oh, yeah, yo. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> oh, man. Bonnie and Clyde over here. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So, you know, you, you, you start to go to... And by the way, we got to point out, how far away was the Keller from where you were living? An hour. Sometimes an, an hour and hour. a half. That was the closest mic? That was the closest mic I could get Ugh. to. Yeah, it's so you were driving an hour. Scene, you would work. Uh, what time did you have to get up in the morning to help with the farm? 6.30, 7. Oh, that's not bad. But, that but I'd get home at like 2, you know? I was going to say, you got to mm. take into account. <laughs> and back up at, yeah, 6. Yeah. Yeah, that is a fucking nightmare. Yeah. But also... And he Dedicate. falls asleep when he's driving. <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of nights where I'd fucking fall asleep on the road, man. Like one night, I was on my way home to Little Falls. I was going through Little Falls, right? And I took the wrong turn without even knowing it. Like I, I, I drove for 20 minutes in the wrong direction. I woke up. I was in Piers. I was in a oh different fucking town. Like I don't even wow. know how I got there. I don't know how long I was asleep. I don't know how long I was on the road. I call it teleportation, like time travel. Yeah, time lapse. Yeah, that's what really happened, man. Uh, put that mic a little closer to your face. I, you fucking loser. So, uh, 
<laughs> One time you're going to really offend somebody. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> by the way, speaking of offensive, you kind of look like Andy Dick if he had no chin. Who's Andy Dick? God damn it. What? Yeah, who's Andy Dick? Oh, no. Oh, my God. That's one of those burns where I end up making fun of myself for being old. So. Yeah, I was going to say, wow, we aged That went well. Shit. If you saw him, you'd probably know who he was. He's, he's, right. he's this this comic who, that guy goes, he, he's a drug addict, alcoholic, that like has been famous same, same. and go, no, not anywhere near <laughs> the same. <laughs> this guy goes in and out of like being clean and just being absolutely Idiot. off the rails. Vaguely uh, familiar. He's yeah, probably yeah. maybe been on a, sh- on a TV show or something. Oh yeah. He was an employee of the month with just the Simpson, Dane cook. Oh. Yep, yep, yep. He Dane plays Cook the guy. Was employee of the month. Mm-hmm. He was the main. He character. was the main character. <laughs> he sure was. <laughs> Jesus. Um. But okay. Anyways. Um. Man. Now you got nothing, do you? Yeah. I, I really blew myself off there. Oh. Um. Okay. So now you go for a stretch of time. And then you went through a hard period. And we don't have to talk about that. We can talk about it if you want. Well, I mean, it's to whatever extent you feel comfortable talking about. <laughs> no, I'm pretty open about my mental health stuff, man. Like, right. I, I think people should be open about it. So when people who, uh, you know, want to know about I mean, people are going through the same thing. You know, they know they got people out there for them. You know what I mean? And I, I've talked to you both about this. Mm-hmm. Like, I, we, we think, think that is so wildly important and yeah, we've been open about almost everything on on this show, as far as the the shit that we've been through. There's one thing that I'm holding on to. I don't know if I'll ever talk about it because I know I'll ball my eyes out if I bring it up to the whole wide world. But, um, th- so in a broad sense, you went through a, a depressive point, and it and it took you out for a period of time. Yeah, I hit <clears throat> a bit of a. Bump in the road, <laughs> to put it lightly. Uh, that was another realm, man. I was out there <laughs> and for about six months. Yeah. So I met you basically like a little bit before that, like a couple of months before that. Yeah, you did? at that point, yeah, I was yeah. just going off the rails. Yeah. So I didn't know. I I didn't know any of like the anxiety that you had. Like people had. After that, when I said, where is where's that, that Long Prairie dude at? People are like, they would say, but it just seemed like you had anxiety. Like, I didn't really know what was going on. And uh, they would tell me about people who would just quit comedy all the time. So I was like, well, maybe he's just, he's over it and he's doing something else. And then at the Common Roots show, you showed up and we we're in the, like the green room back there. And for whatever reason, I could kind of like sense a thing. And so I, I looked deeply into your eyes. I was like, how are you doing? And then you just opened up about all the stuff. And I opened up about my stuff. And like, so we found a connection in this like being perceived as positive people, but having this really deep, dark shit that we have to deal with. And, and yeah, we've just been connected ever since then, I feel like. Tip yeah. to tip. Tip to tip. <laughs> Dock to dock. I don't know if you guys are familiar with docking. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, what's docking? 
Uh, so it takes one circumcised penis and one uncircumcised penis. And Stop! No. <laughs> apparently, you put them together and you pull the skin over the other one. Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chinese finger I don't know. Trap. But yeah. why? Yeah. These people are oh. fucking weird. Why extreme scissor? Because <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> That's different. To some people, docking is the best. <laughs> <laughs> they one of them pretends that they're like a, a Russian space hu- a hub. And the other is like an American space shuttle, and the, the other one's like, "Yes, come to my space hub." Uh, if you had a friend that was uncircumcised asking you to dock, would you do it? Maybe. <laughs> you no, would not. <laughs> you would never touch your dick tip. No, no, no. I'd never dip. be able to get hard to make it work. You know, while that would be to actually have an uncircumcised penis, penis, you could like put like peanut M and M's in the tip, like whatever you want in there. Dude, you really could. You could. You, could, uh, you can get yeast infections. Like they get people I would with uncircumcised store, penis. I would store a bouncy ball in there, Ooh. like a bouncy ball in there, so that when it comes to to sex time, I could go boop, and then once that thing pops out and bounces on the floor. <laughs> And then, you are and then so I would, and then I would not say, clean. You would never keep your skin clean. <gasps> yeah, if you have an yeah. uncircumcised penis, you gotta clean it like Every a vagina. Every day. I, yeah, it yeah. gets all gross. My dick Thankfully, vaginas are like self-cleaning ovens, though. They like yeah, they just, just flush, flush everything out. Self-cleaning ovens. Yeah. I've never That's heard of like yeah. that. You've never heard of someone call it that? No. Oh, we always tell people you don't need to douche. It's a self-cleaning oven. <laughs> uh Wow, I didn't know that about you. That you have a self-cleaning oven. That's impressive, though. I mean, tight pussy self-cleaning oven. <laughs> 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 Doctor didn't uh, see the clean oven thing, but sh- she thought about it, I'm sure. <laughs> she wasn't like, you might want to set this to self-clean and leave the house for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> she just, no, she's like, don't stick anything in there for six weeks. Yeah, yeah, no preheating. No. Um... Okay, so yeah, you you went through your your wild ass shit, and what was it like when? Do you remember coming back to Keller? Was that the first place that you went to? Common Roots was the first time I had seen everybody in about six months. Okay, and do, what like what did that feel like? It felt like uh, I like just got out of a war zone and had been coming home to the United States for the first time to see my family, like. The Keller to me is home, like, and the people there are my family. Like everyone that goes to see the shows, my the other the other comics, the bar staff, like, just I fucking love that bar, man. And um, yeah, coming back to that and being accepted again and just welcomed in warmly was just an amazing feeling. Oh man, yeah, I, I, yeah, we all couldn't have been happier to to see your fucking face again. And for everybody to be like, I don't want to have to go after Ryan. I can't follow that guy. (laughs) 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 That whole conversation again. Everybody looking at the list that Max makes and being like, "Uh, could we put somebody kind of go like maybe two people after Ryan? (laughs) I want this shit to die down before I try to make people (laughs) laugh. (laughs) Um, God damn, that's so fucking rad. Okay, so now April. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, our our little apricot. I don't so know you met him at Keller? Did you guys no. meet there? No. We met at Sisyphus like a year before any two, of this ever happened. No, two years. Two years before. ago. Now. Yeah, okay. we met at Sisyphus two years ago. <laughs> Syphilis. Syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> and that night, I don't know what was going on with you, but I went full blown psychotic that night. 
I just we hit some weed yeah, for we, Maddie, <laughs> and, like, and I was we hallucinating. Were, was like, Missy was driving the car home, and I was like full blown hallucinating. I thought people were in the back seat. I was trying to jump out of the car, like crazy. Yeah, just we were full both, blown crazy. We were both so high we couldn't talk to each other. Like I went to, <laughs> <laughs> we went to a couple other bars after the Sisyphus. We went to the terminal to see that one mic. I think, oh. yeah. And I thought Wait. I like Maddie got me a beer. I thought he was trying to poison my drinks. And okay, then, hold on. Push pause. Push pause. Okay, Time what's out. up? Okay, so why were you guys even in the same area? Did uh, you ride together to Sisyphus? No, she rode I with Missy and, and Max. I rode with Missy and Max up there. I think I rode with like Maddie, Chris Lee, and Ugh. I don't remember who else. Comrade. Yeah, okay. he was in the car. Okay. Happened across paths, smoking a joint. Oh, okay. Outside. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say you guys it'd be funny. At each other, you're like, yeah. You know, no, he texted Missy afterwards. He was like, "Is she okay?" <laughs> no. Yeah, she was like laying in the restaurant booth, like passing out the whole time. Like I was in a totally fucking tripped out state too. We went to terminal. <laughs> I thought that Maddie was poisoning my drinks, and then he started talking to Earl Elliot, and I really lost my shit. I'm like, "No, don't put me on stage, Maddie. I don't want to headline this show." <laughs> Like, that's what I was thinking in my head. I didn't say any of it because I kept it all to myself because I felt so fucking stupid. <laughs> and, uh, God damn it. And then we left that place. Thank God. That was a huge weight off my chest. We entered another goddamn jungle, this Mexican restaurant. That was really fancy. <laughs> and, like, we all started ordering off the menu. Was it called Taco Bell? No, 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 no. It was just, like, right to the tippy top. It had a fucking little entryway and everything. And uh, I ordered calamari. Oh, so I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna eat a squid tonight. I don't care." What? And then Maddie's like, "I'll also have the calamari." Of course he did. And I was like, "Wait, that's what I'm having." Like, I actually got mad about it because I thought they're gonna run out. Uh. And uh, then I just was totally tripped out for the rest of the fucking night. I was watching Comrade and Missy dance on the dance floor, and I was Wait like, a second. "Not in dancing Comrade with each can other." Dance. He's got Comrade moves. Dances. Uh huh. Get the fuck out of here. Like legit like ballroom dancing. I need it's to see that before I die. Cool. There's no way. I wasn't way. there. I wouldn't know. You oh, were there, God. but you weren't really there. <laughs> Neither of us so were really there. that was two years prior to you guys dating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then what happened next? Uh, we went home. I went. I said, is April okay? And we <laughs> kind of just forgot about each other for the next while. You know, like we didn't really no, cross No, he added paths. me on Facebook. I did. I deleted That's him. Right. I think he added me again. I deleted him. He created a second profile <laughs> adding me. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Creeper status. Yeah. Creeper it's creeping. Status. It's researching. Dude, that's okay. Hey, you're in a safe place. Uh, after the night that I reunited with Kim, because we had met when we were kids, and then uh, we reunited, and I was like, I know she lives in Malacca, so I drove from St. Cloud to Malacca. I hadn't even invited him over. And then texted her, and I was like, hey, what, now what are you doing? And she was like, oh, I'm just chilling. I was like, oh, cool. Can I come <laughs> over? <laughs> And she was like, ah, I guess so. And I was like, cool, I'll be there in two minutes. And she was like, what? Fucking creeper. I was already in your town. Jeez. I love telling people <laughs> how you creeped on me and stalked me. It's my favorite You know, story. The, fun, the, the funny thing about it, though, is that we're still together. So who's the weirdo? You were the one that was like, oh, I need from this. for like weeks. Will you be? Are you? So are you my girlfriend? I change the subject because I'm like, I don't want him as my boyfriend. I just like to sleep with him. <laughs> 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 and then I'm like, well, now we're like a month into this. I'm a 
I'm slutty if I'm not your girlfriend. So. <laughs> Damn it. And here we are, almost 13 years later. Yeet. <laughs> You're the best, Kim Duke. I love your face. Uh, speaking of loving your face, Kim Duke. Okay, wait, wait. Let's go back to this. So That's what I was just going to say. Oh, okay. So, okay. So you guys go a time without, like, really hanging out, mm-hmm. I'm assuming. Yeah. At what point did you start to notice young Rian? Well, it really happened <laughs> at the Pickaloon show. The second time I performed oh. there. Yeah. I was walking in. I was there with my friend Megan. I was walking in and he while he was on stage and he was like, oh, shit, it's April and gave me a fist bump while he was on the stage. And then I offered to buy him a drink after the show. because I was like, fuck, yeah. But the you, first roof, you roofied him. No, he only <laughs> wanted Mountain Dew. I didn't get the chance. Uh, but what she started the conversation was is like something about pedophiles at child beauty pageants <laughs> and how fucked up the beauty pageants are. <laughs> I guess like it that's just came she right comes, out the gate. She was a thousand miles an hour right out the fucking gate, dude. Like <laughs> I like, knew at that moment, like I like this one. Uh, She's not like, a yeah. normie bitch at all. This is great. <laughs> that's so fucking awesome. I love that. Yeah, that was my opening <laughs> line. Like child beauty patterns. That's just fucked up, right? <laughs> and then we just kept talking for a long time and we went uh, to McDonald's <laughs> and then we were hanging out and I like was trying to drag him and his cousin Reed to another bar and they're like, uh, okay. And then I was like, I'm going to go smoke weed in my car. <laughs> 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 yeah. And then we just left. Like she smiled at me. Were you like. And then after <laughs> that, she messaged, she slides in the DMs like, thanks for hanging out with me tonight. It was so fun. And then. I was like, this is it. Like, I'm going to go after this. <laughs> but the crazy thing was, dude, I had dated two other girls in the exact same month. Like, I was on a goddamn <gasps> roll, dude. Wow. Yeah. You were just coating bitches' cervixes left and right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if my finger could ejaculate, yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing the finger bang buggy. Oh yes. man, the finger bang buggy. That's the name of this episode for sure. And the weird thing was at the pickle loon, I literally left a date with another man <gasps> to go to that oh. show. I was on a date. Missy actually ruined it for me before she hated the dude. And before I was going there, she's like, "That dude's a fucking loser. What are you doing?" So then she got in my head, and halfway through the date, I was like, "This dude is a loser. What am I doing?" <laughs> so I texted my friend Megan. I was like, "I'm gonna blow this dude off. You want to go to that comedy show?" And it just happened. So you went and blew that guy, and then you went to a comedy show. No, it blew him off. Oh, I thought. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, my bad. Blew him quick. Then. <laughs> so she slid your DMs, and then what happened? Okay, so the next week, I put. Is this how it went? Like the next week, there was mm-hmm. that Pantown show. And I'm like, this looks dope. Who wants to go? April slides into the fucking uh, comments. Comments like, little, like, with like a little up. hands up emoji. Three yeah. of them, to be precise. Oh. Yeet. <laughs> and then. Um, and then I hit her up, like, so you want to go to that Pantown show? And she's like, yeah, it's a date. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and um, I don't know if you ever felt a nine-inch finger before, but. <laughs> we went to that show, and then we made out the whole night at Max's. Max's place. And he was that was so magical. <laughs> we, smoked, we smoked some marijuana out the vape pen. We hung out on the couch. We played darts. We just we were played all cards. We were all Who over made the first like move then? Night. Or was it a joint effort? Actually, I think April was hitting it, like hitting on me first because we were in the kitchen and she was like, what are you thinking about? <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, I'm dying to know if you can do the splits or not. 
<laughs> no, I just knew like the look in Ryan's eyes is like this dude's never gonna make the move. Like oh, it's not yeah. gonna happen. Yep, yep. I need to take matters in my own hands. He's just a little baby boy. So he needs standing, guidance. We're standing like real close to each other. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I'm thinking about a lot of things. What are you thinking about? We're like <laughs> starting to like lean in to kiss each other. Then Megan opens the door and walks in. We're like, God damn it! Like then my, you know, like. That was a lot of work to get to where you were at, too. Yeah. And then I think she, like, walked back out, and then we started making out. And Max came out of, like, the bathroom and just looked at us and was like, nope, and went back <laughs> into the bathroom. God damn it. That's, that's so, so funny. Awesome. And then, then, that's and then I went to yeah, then I went to Arizona for five days, and then he picked me up from the airport. Hey, April, uh-huh. if you could uh, keep your mouth. Okay. So he picked you up from the airport, <laughs> and then you guys made out for, like, hours at that point? or Actually... It was a pretty good car ride. Uh, I picked her up from the airport. I took my friend Nick with me. My parents thought it was fucking insane because it was like icy roads that night. It was late at night, like midnight. Like midnight. I flew oh, in at like shit. 11 or midnight or something. And they're like, yeah, they're like, why are you running after all these women, Ryan? Like, why are you going down here? Like, <laughs> You're like, but she's different. Yeah. And, he, and he was supposed to drop me off at Monticello, but we got caught on talking about what, like nuclear power? We or were something? talking about cyber terrorism. <laughs> cyber terrorism. And we blew right past. Before we know it, we're in St. Cloud. We're in St. Like, Cloud. Fuck, we missed the exit. We're like 30 minutes out of Monticello. <laughs> and we're like, well, what do we do now? Can I, do you want me to turn back and drop you off at home? Because I can totally do that. And you're like. Uh, at that point, it was like 1, one thirty in the morning. So I was like, no, I knew we had to be up. But I was like, no, don't do that. Just go home. We'll figure it out. So. Yeah. And so I took her to the farm. <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, we yeah, held yeah. hands in the car the entire night. Oh. In the yeah, the I was in the back seat because his friend was in the front and he had his friend <laughs> in the back oh. holding my hand the whole two hours. It was so sweet. Sweetheart. You guys are so cute. It's fucking gross. And, and then uh, we fought. We <laughs> did some sex. We At did the farm that sex. night? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Well, he did pick you up from there. That was our you like, third time hanging out. The cows yeah. weren't the only thing getting milked. I was like, no judging. I, I think don't I asked you. I was like, do you want to have sex? He's like, uh, all right. <laughs> I was like, we don't have to if you don't want This is the thing is, I just, haven't, I just hadn't had sex in like two years at that point. Like, it was a You're like, I don't know if it still stuff. works, but let's give it a try. Oh, I knew it worked. Like, I'm not done <laughs> ejaculating, you know. Oh, my God. And, I was uh, telling all about it. I was totally ready for it. <laughs> and we were, like, three hours into some foreplay. We were making point. out for so the longest like, time. Let's just. Panties off. Just I can't feel this. my mouth anymore. Yeah. Breathing is getting short. And so, <laughs> do we have to go into the details? No, I we probably no. shouldn't. No, no, no. no, I don't. No, think fornicated, no, no. we get it. Yeah, awesome. we. We don't need to give him the play by. We don't need to give him the play by you, play. You built built a pool of semen on her belly button. That's actually. <laughs> no. <just> no. <laughs> 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 oh man, fantastic. Okay, so now uh, a prowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to dive into uh, the things the things of your life as well, being that you're here. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had siblings, how many would you venture to guess that you would have? I would say I have about three. All girls? All women. Mm-hmm. My God. Uh, did your father... Uh, Hated it. ...develop a cycle? Was he having his period along with... <laughs> <laughs> he was having like temper tantrums along <laughs> with us, I would say. <laughs> We were guy. we were all raging like just <laughs> anger across Ugh. the board. Everyone in the house once a month. <laughs> <laughs> now, you're 23. 
Uh huh. Turn twenty four next week. And you're twenty five. Twenty. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Very good. Um, I was hoping you were closer to our age, but it turns out we're still super old. So sorry, Kim. Uh, I'm twenty five. <laughs> 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 yeah, in your bra. Pew, pew, pew. Oh, they're a little sad. All right. Anyways, now when it comes to the arts and things, uh, were you in dance and such when you were younger? Uh, no, not when I was younger. We all were pretty like physical, pretty aggressive kids. So I did like hockey when I was real young, and then I quit in sixth grade and picked. I did it again just freshman year in high school, and then I played lacrosse for a handful of years. I did gymnastics for a little while, and then I started dancing in like seventh grade i think did that jesus all, all you did all school. that before seventh grade well yeah i did i did lots i i was a quitter you know <laughs> that was my thing it's like i tried like every sport and i'd do it for a little while and then i'd quit like a year or two i'd quit like halfway through the hockey season like every year i was like i don't want to do it anymore <laughs> i vibe with that i quit a lot of stuff loved quit for things. real god damn i'm a quitter uh through and through uh actually i have a, a letterman's jacket uh, with a big Q on it for quitting. The only thing I ever lettered <laughs> in was Knowledge Bowl and Chess Club and theater. You fucking nerd. Yeah. You are nerdy. I'm a what huge night, nerd. What night is Dungeons and Dragons? I, I have never played Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I just assumed. With I said I'm a nerd, not a loser. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Shots fired. Wait, she rolls a 19. Shots fired. That's a nerd joke for all of you uh, Dungeons and Dragons players. <laughs> 19, the roll of death. Um, That's a real thing? How do you know that? I just know that there's a bunch of numbers on the dice. Oh. I'm assuming a 19 is good. But anyways, um, so you you jumped into dance. Mm-hmm. Yeet, yeet. Um, did you dance like competitively? Yep, I was. I just did studio dance, so never through the school. Oh. So we did like lyrical and hip hop and okay. jazz, and then we competed and made money a few times. Like we really? won money at competitions and stuff. Yeah. Holy shit! Like, would you travel around? No, pretty much just in the state. But yeah, I mean, travel around the state, but no. I was gonna say like, tra- like, like, would you guys go to Duluth or anything like that, or did it stay pretty local? Pretty. Well, pretty much like Minneapolis was probably around like local around town or in Minneapolis. Okay. Was where it was happening. I suppose there's not much are. not much hip hop in the Duluth uh No. <laughs> not no. a ton. <laughs> a lot of Beatles cover bands up in Duluth. Uh yeah. boring shores. Um now all right, you know what? Fuck it. What do you do now? I I love I do love talking what? about um about comedy and shit, and uh, Kim, if you weren't such an insensitive asshole, you would know that uh, April is not working currently. I meant like with her dance stuff, you fucked her. <laughs> yeah, I was on Be the same more page specific. as Kim. I, th- I I knew what you were getting at. Oh well, I thought we were just talking about dance that leads into <laughs> what she does now. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were. I thought we're, you were going. I thought we, you were going below the belt. I thought you were. No. <laughs> That's a job doing burlesque. You have to come up with routines and shit. I'm not saying no. Of course it is. Now, (laughs) before my insensitive husband interrupted, (laughs) are you are you dancing currently? 
Yes. <laughs> right I at am. the moment, in the, this moment right here. In this in moment right under yeah. the table. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so now, actually, I, I, I do want to ask more about, like, so do, did you start going to Keller because of Missy? Like, are you guys close? Me and Missy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're definitely the closest probably out of... We're not so close anymore, but we... Yeah, we're yeah. always the closest out of the sisters. You get older and everybody's got shit going yeah. on. But like, so was she, she was the one that brought you to Keller though? Or did you end up there? No, I think I actually started going to the Keller because I was seeing Josh at the time. I think that was the first time that I went to the Keller was to see Josh. Right, nobody knows who Josh is. So fuck yeah. that guy. So you started going to the Keller because of some fucking loser. <laughs> did you know about comedy? I, I So it's only been going for three years open mic right yeah something like that so like was it were you going on comedy nights or you were just you just knew of the keller and you would go i've only ever in my whole life been to the keller on a wednesday night i've never been there on any night other i don't know what happens at the keller not on a wednesday night oh that's awesome no idea i love that (laughs) a lot of it's it's gotta be the sketchiest (laughs) uh it's like a punk rock show on fridays thursday night it's like edm slash raves with probably like five people in there. <laughs> uh, and then there's like, sometimes Keenan would put together comedy shows on the weekends, but those weekend crowds were completely different than a fucking Wednesday oh crowd. Oh my God, I can't Drunk imagine. Drunk and We've, We have been there on a weekend, and we went down there that one time after Thanksgiving. And, oh, uh, I was so. I think I've never been. I haven't been that drunk in so long. Yikes! Me and my sister-in-law. But the crowd forever. down there. If if I had to perform for those guys, that would have been a nightmare. Uh, they will not stop talking for anything. Yeah, I would imagine they're pretty rowdy. Oh, dude. It's rowdy well, and that's like Thanksgiving time, so it's all like people coming home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go I saw drunk. a friend that I hadn't seen in like eight or nine years, <laughs> and I was like, dude, holy shit. How the fuck are you? We went and slapped hands, and then somebody was like, "Hey, man, I got two chicks here, and they're trying to party tonight." And I was like, "What?" And then he was like, "Uh," he looked at me like he could tell that I didn't know that uh, he he was doing things that he shouldn't be doing. And then he was like, "Yeah, man, I'll talk to you in a minute, okay?" And I looked at him for a second. He goes, "He wants some coke. I'm sorry." Uh. I'm going to go sell that guy some Coke. And I was like, all right, man. It was good to see you, though. <laughs> Every time we go to the Keller, there is just drugs everywhere. Debauchery. Like, yeah, outside in the alley. It, that alley is just a drug haven. It's scary. Constantly. It's scary sometimes. Yeah. I like, I hate it. One time, Ryan dropped me off in that back like that back alley and I had to go in and pee and and then he ran off with Robert I went like into the back door of the red carpet and I had to go through that alley by myself like late at night Ugh. and it was the scariest thing I've ever done in my Ugh. life because there's like couches man. hanging out there there's like stuff there's stuff all over in the alley by those dumpsters it's random I didn't like the, I always associated like the bad parts of town like I thought that this little section was exempt from all of that wild shit and then um, one night I'm walking through that alley with all my camera gear. You know, I've got $3,000 worth of shit mm-hmm. on my back and my light stands. And uh, there's this dude walking his dog. And I didn't think anything of it until he just stopped and uh, pulled his pants down and just started peeing in the alley. And I was like, Classic. oh, fuck. 
you're a homeless dude. Have you peed in that alley, Chris Duke? Yeah. I mean, we've all peed in that alley. Now, now when there's a bunch of us back there, we're safe. When there's like five or six of us, uh, I peed back there with Max, Robert, Doima. Are we ever was safe, there. though? No. No. That's a good point. Um, but like, yeah, that alley is... It looks like where Batman and, or where Batman's parents got shot. Yeah, <laughs> fucking the way that the lights are, right? Isn't it, it just looks like, like that? the place <laughs> where you might get stabbed? Where you That's might get stabbed? You definitely could get stabbed. Uh huh. There's where a you, lot of like little nook, like little places people little, can just yeah, hide and jump out of the fucking woodwork for sure. A hundred percent. Sometimes scary. I'm in there and like I'm just walking by and I just turn around. And there's a guy smoking a cigarette, but I didn't see him there before. I was like, where'd you come from? Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. Oh, man. So I stopped doing that. I go the long way every time now. I can't. I can't do it. I'm too scared. I'm too fragile. Yeah. Um, you're old. I would be destroyed AF. if I had to defend myself in that alley. I would die. All right, so I, I, I didn't know about this whole picking up from the airport and on all those shenanigans. What I do remember is seeing you two holding hands for the first time <coughs> and me pronouncing to everybody that was in close vicinity going, that's so fucking cute. I can't fucking handle it. And uh, everyone being like, yeah, we've known about it for weeks. And I was like, nobody told you huh? wanted to tell me. Yeah, about we were pretty shit. hot and heavy right out the gate. You guys were like, you we're know, two um, peas in a pot. You guys two. were happy feet. You guys yeah. were two adorable <laughs> penguins just trying to make it through the Arctic. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> just making out on the Keller couch <laughs> one Wednesday at a time. Oh, I love PDA. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Making everybody who had just broken up with someone super depressed around you and me just being <laughs> like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that's like. I'm just here to enjoy just here these, to make out. these two people's happiness. <laughs> I fucking love it. Now, April, you have done uh, some hosting. Like you, you, you've you've gone up and 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 assisted with introducing folks onto stage. Mm-hmm. Um, Max cut that the fuck out <laughs> after like one and a half nights of hosting. Why? Max, Max Were you hated. Too good? Yeah, I think so. I think I was too good. He couldn't. No, me and Caitlin used to host together, and we would just go up drunk. Like yeah, yeah. I don't know if we did it once or twice or how many times. I was fucking wasted. I don't know. But we would just go up drunk and just shenanigans all over it. the place. And Max, like I remember specifically, like halfway through when Max, if was like, two You're, drunk best bad. friends in a women's bathroom had a microphone, that was us. That was- <laughs> That That's was you guys awesome. hosting Keller Open Mic. Which, yeah, exactly. I thought it was adorable. I love that shit. And There's then I ha- we had like asked to host because like, we wanted to do it again. And Max was like, fuck no. No, <laughs> that's not happening. But it's the Keller, too. It's like you get super drunk there. So it makes sense for two drunk girls to be able to call exactly. these people we were up. Exactly. just having a good yeah. time. Yeah. Like just. And the crowd loves that shit. Yeah, that was that Max was did not. Max did not. <laughs> he love takes it. his open mic very seriously. Well, sometimes, sometimes not. But what I was gonna say was that was the the height of the family vibe for me mm-hmm. was going in and that whole cheers mentality, like everybody knows oh. your name, like going in <laughs> and just being happy to see every single fucking person that was in there and like nothing but hugs and everyone's just so excited to talk to each other 
and sitting on that couch, everybody squishing in on that couch yeah. on the side. Like I, uh, there was how much s- semen do you think's on that couch? Oh, all of it, all of the mm-hmm. semen actually mm-hmm. somehow eventually ends up on that couch. Um, oh, 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 Chris Duke, the op- oh, the podcast listeners can hear that, and they're like, what, 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 what is that? I was doing such a good job of managing it with my fingers at first. Yeah, Anyways, you were. Uh, Kim Duke's vagina <laughs> was <just> springing, <laughs> <up>. <laughs> springing into action just there. Sorry, guys. But new and there improved. was a there, yeah there was a height of like at least from my perspective like zero animosity and everyone just happy to see each other. And I, I feel like it definitely was that way. Yeah, like it, it was, was very happy. Everyone was in it. And then I don't know what happened. Just, I think know, drifted out a little. I think um, one individual created kind of a rift, and then, but not a big rift, just enough to make everyone go, "Are you friends with them? Mm-hmm. Are you friends with them?" And then going, "Well, I can't talk the way I normally talk because you might hear and say something to that person," and it created. Yeah, so now people are sitting in separate booths and we're, f- you know, far removed from each other. And and even sometimes when I'm there and I want to, you know, reach out to somebody, I have to pretend that I have tunnel vision so that somebody else doesn't notice me and try to come in on the conversation that I'm having just then, which before wasn't a problem before it was like anybody who wants people, you know, flopping over each other's laps and shit and, and being goofy was, it was a, a dope thing and, and a welcome thing. But, but now there's a little bit of separation and, uh, basically I just, I f- and everything will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we won't have to worry about that shit anymore. Um, obviously, yeah. I'm going to bleep that out of the... Uh, I was going to say, please remove that. Out of the thing. You're not going to. You say no, that. No, I will. I do. I always do. There's certain things that I don't bleep out. But I mean, there's just... I think it's nice that... So, me and Chris have been together for a long time. And before, I mean, Chris was very into... like. Um, like aggressive sports and he had like a crew from there and they've been for, I mean, he's still friends with quite a few of them, but I mean, there was like a tight knit crew and then Chris hurt his back and stopped doing that. And all his friends, they kind of moved away and they stopped doing it and people kind of outgrew it because they're getting older and they can't do it as much. And it was like Chris like lost that little tight knit group of Mm -hmm. family friends and so when he started going to color, it's like he got that back and like this little light in Chris's oh eyes man. came back. Reli- religion to me is making genuine connections with other people. Like I don't have faith in anything. And I don't mean that to seem like desperate because I'm good with that. <laughs> like I'm fine with with not believing in, in anything beyond this. But what so what is important to me because I feel like this is the only time that I have here. It's important to me to make connections with people and let them know that I sincerely respect what they're doing or that I care about them or this and that to make sure that like genuine connections with people is important, which is why I'm, I'm so extroverted, I think, as well, <laughs> because I try to quickly establish. I try to quick like it, it sometimes it results in like oversharing. 
But most of the time, it's to try and establish that, like, hey, if you have anything in you that feels like you can't share with somebody and you're kind of, like, holding back, myself and my amazing wife, that's the other cool thing is to be, like, we're people that care deeply and and not just in, like, a desperate way, but, like, want to make sure that it's in a way that we want to make let people know that they're valued. Yeah, I often do the same thing. I notice like I overshare right out the gate. <laughs> it's because I'm just like I don't give I don't give a fuck. I'll say whatever you can say whatever. Like I'm just gonna if you don't like this then whatever. But yeah. if you want to share your weird sticky stories too, then like you can go ahead. <laughs> I think that yeah, me and Chris are fucking weird. Oh, like, yeah. and I think that's hard. Like we we live like people we've been friends with like for a while too it's like we're just weird people and i don't think people like other people that aren't like that they don't get it like i'll just be like blah, 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 and they're like what well they the they they quote unquote grow up and and they they lose sight of how valuable that is because you know i shoot weddings and i quickly fuck with people i joke with them in a way that somebody who's known them their whole life would try to mess with them mm-hmm. and they they either get comfortable or they get uncomfortable. Yep. And I, you know, I stop it and I go, hey, just, you know, I'm a wedding photographer who tries to make you feel like you're not at a wedding. So, like, I'm just trying to make, like, don't take anything personally, yada, yada. And then eventually they get comfortable with it. But, like, the people who get it understand the value in, like, it feels nice even though you just met feeling like you have a friend in someone. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's always been something that's super important to me. And I get that, like, feeling you had, like, going to the Keller and, like, finding, like, a new family there. Because, like, after college, I was totally lost, man. Because I had a close group of friends there. And we all moved. To, we all split, went different ways. Like, I had a friend that lived in Wayzata, a friend that lived in Morris. And then Reed, my best, one of my best friends who I've stuck with my entire life. We've been fucking BFFs right out the gate. But other than that, man, I had really no other friends that I, that were close except, you know, like, I don't know, man. It, Jesus. Like, that I could really, you know, <laughs> really, really vibe with, you know. And, um, like, everywhere I went with Reed, it was like, oh, there's Reed's cousin again. Like, you know, I was just more like a ta- I just felt like a tag-along sort of, you know. But when I started going to the Keller and I just befriended all the other comics really fast, it was like, these are my people right here, like instantly like it started as soon as i me and max went and got fucked up that one night like we (laughs) were buddies like yeah i actually i don't ask people that enough i'm gonna pee real quick but i i do have a question all right so i had to take a huge shit Um, grossest shit i've ever but i was just thinking you know the person that kind of brought the majority of the comic friends that i have together um actually probably like 95 percent of (laughs) the people that i know are due to max as far as comedy goes and um and i was thinking what was do you remember what your first impressions were of meeting that guy i think the one who really brought me into the group was keenan but so so your first thought of max was keenan no no my first thought of max was like he seems like a chill dude who i can hang out with we're gonna get fucked up sometime spilled beer on myself sorry fucking loser (laughs) (laughs) okay so keenan was the first person that you that you latched onto and like 
Yeah. So when you would walk into the bar and you'd look around, I recognize this guy, I recognize that guy. Oh, Keenan. Yeah. And you guys would be like the, okay, good. Yeah. Well, that's tight. Now, when did your relationship start to build with Max then? Um, well, that was, I mean, we went to the mic every week and stuff, and I think we started talking and hanging out about, uh, you know, at, after that time I killed in there and stuff for sure. Like I don't, I don't. My my memory of it is pretty foggy, but I know the one night that really solidified it, where we really became friends, was the night that we went out drinking. We went to DB Searles. We got pictures of Grain Belt and <laughs> powered through those fucking things. <laughs> and uh, I love telling the story too because it's like my favorite. <laughs> uh, yeah, we drank all night, had a blast. I bought shots for a lot of girls. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's twenty one. Uh I, and uh so many girls named April. <laughs> she's actually the only April I've ever met. Hey oh, the only ma- April you'll ever meet. Except for when you used to jack off to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> Yeet motherfucker. <laughs> now tell this story, story about Max and I've heard him talk about DBs before. So we started drinking some beers, smoking some marijuana. Then it came time to go home. Max lived in a really cool apartment by the St. Cloud State. I don't remember how we got back there. <laughs> it's <been> pretty <laughs> fucking foggy, man. And um, we were about to kind of crash and stuff. And I'm like, Max, is it right if I go on your porch and smoke a one? And he's like, sure. So I went out on the porch and did that. And unbeknownst to me, the door was open. The patio door is like the middle of fucking January or February. <laughs> and I, I just left it open and totally forgot about it. We're going to get back to that later. <laughs> and uh, so I got in the house and like within 10 minutes of taking that one, like I might, I got the spinnies real bad. I started puking in the toilet all over the fucking place. It's a wreck. <laughs> And um, then it came time to go to bed, and I like slept on the couch or whatever. It got re- I got up to pee, I think, and I crawled into bed with Max. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Dude, get out of here! You're like talking all the blankets." <laughs> and so he gives me a fucking pillowcase <laughs> as a blanket. I sleep in the I sleep in the living room and I woke up the next morning. It was so cold in the apartment. <laughs> oh my god. It was freezing in there. And then I realized that I had left the door open all night and then oh I just left. God. I just left. Like <laughs> did, you, did you shut the door and then leave or you left it open? I think Max woke up too and he's like, God damn it, you know, like <laughs> and I just took off and but ever since then we were like good friends, like Dude. After that, we started hanging out more. We started going to stuff together. Like we started hanging out outside of the mic and just really vibing and shit. And whenever you know, like my mental health was real bad too when I started doing comedy. So whenever I had a panic attack on stage or something like that and ran off, Max would be the one to come back and say like, "Hey man, you weren't doing bad. Like you should, you know, you don't don't feel bad about that. It happens to the best of us." He'd always be the guy to like bring me back if I ever felt like quitting comedy. He'd be like, "No man, you got this shit. You're funny. Like you are funny. Like you can do this." Wow. That's fucking great. I love that his complaint when you crawled into bed with him was that you were hogging the blankets. Not that you <laughs> crawled into bed with him. Yeah, I <laughs> it's like, like learning to share, you fucking asshole. <laughs> That's so good. He is. He is so like supportive 
at first he was like very blunt with me. Yeah, and that's on certain things. How he is too. He doesn't. She shows his love differently than some people do. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, but eventually he does. Once you break down those barriers, he does become more open and um, and way more supportive. Oh yeah, for sure. And any night that I don't really feel like going up, he always gets me into the mood to go on stage. It's like, bro, you fucking, you killed in the pickle loon. You killed at this place. You're going to kill here, man. What would you say if you weren't feeling it before the 12 mile show and you couldn't go up, man? You got to go up. This is it. You got to grind, bro. I'm like, fuck it. Yeah, I got to do this. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think, or at least I hope that Max doesn't say you've got to grind, bro. Well, nothing like, no, that's my wording of it. You know, like <laughs> how I say things and how he says things are different. Yeah. Uh, that's a good point, though. The only thing Max is, uh, is grinding is Keef. <laughs> <laughs> um, God damn it. That's so fucking awesome. Now, uh, April, what, what made you want to get back into into dance because i would imagine you took a little break right yeah well i after high school pretty much there's nothing i taught for i taught all throughout high school as well and i was i'd like to teach you how to use that fucking mic okay (laughs) christopher (laughs) i know don't make me make you beat me up in front of my friends here. april could kick your ass for sure probably could (laughs) i know yeah i taught and i i choreographed the whole time pretty much I was in dance. Like I choreographed my own solos. I choreographed for other people. And I did that in like my freshman year of college as well. And then that situation kind of fell through. So then I stopped at that point, but I've always loved dancing. Like it's, that's my, my comedy. Like that's something that I can spend all day, every day doing and never get bored of. Like I can just choreograph and choreograph and choreograph and practice and never get sick of it. Um, so then was it through uh, just talking? The ladies at uh, Red Carpet and at the Keller are, are so fucking nice. Mm-hmm. Like, there are people that, you know, are kind of a, a, a nice to customers is the only way I can think of describing it. Like, nice at face value. Yeah. And then there's people that are just intrinsically nice. And majority of, of the... I say ladies because it's mostly mostly ladies that work there, but... Um, Steven is also one Steven's of those people. Steven is very great. So fucking, such a sweetheart and so nice to people. So I, I can't think of a, a shitty person that is employee wise that I've, that I've interacted with. Like everybody's been so sweet there. Was it through becoming friends with those people that made you think of, of joining a troop? No, or? I wasn't, I wasn't friends with any of them, even like Adrian who runs the burlesque troupe, I had not really like spoken to her at all. Like a little bit, maybe like I, Oh, you're Missy's sister and that's it. But really? I just knew that I wanted to get back into it. So I, and I had been to the burlesque shows cause Missy does comedy there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to try doing that. And Missy's like, well, you know, talk to Adrian. She runs the show. So I just hit her up and she was like, all right, come on in. She's very open, very Stop welcoming. Stop it! Person. I know you want me to do burlesque. No, you should do you. it. It's fun. I do. I really want to do burlesque. Yeah, yeah. yeah. After I used, I danced a lot during you know when I was in school mm-hmm. and all that. And well, Kim. Okay, so after Thanksgiving, it was the night that they were doing um, Family Feud. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? So after Thanksgiving, they did like it was Family Feud versus i don't know the, what the i did i was probably really uh, drunk whenever you're talking about relax family feud like they were in the keller bar for some reason 
instead of anywhere else in the red carpet where it was like a, a goof on game shows and the troops were doing like buzzing in and, 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 and doing random things. And then randomly they would dance on stage. But for the most part, it was just them hanging out all of the, the, the dancers sure. on one stage. And it was kind of a fun thing. And Kim, whenever a song would come on and in any form of dancing was like, should I get up there? Should I get on stage? Should I just do it? Look at these tits. And she would squish her tits together and I'd be like, I know you're hot. I get it. I would, I would love to see you on stage. That's funny because there was one time where I was going to do a student showcase for another company and Chris is like, I wouldn't come watch your showcase. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck? Well, I mean, yeah, you were, you were I had a negative view on the, the men that would go to those shows. Uh, and then you went to one and you're like, oh, these guys aren't gross. Yeah. Well, I mean, not that there's there gross people anywhere, <laughs> wherever. Yeah, yeah. Not that there aren't gross people everywhere, but there's gross people that go to concerts. Absolutely. There's gross people that yeah. go to Keller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or no. go to comedy shows. You kn- people. There's gross said. people in the world. But that was. Yeah. So I, oh, just, okay. I didn't I have a very. OK. Yeah. So. For the I, I thought the same thing. Like, you know, I was nervous that burlesque was a little bit, you know, like just basically a step below a strip club but it's you know it's definitely not it's like a super open environment and everyone who goes there is very much just like supportive and just wants to see what you're doing a lot of the people i really like doing like i only did the one kitten show but that was a lot of fun because i feel like it's more people just having a good time yeah like everyone's just doing whatever they want to do and people just appreciate it well and it's so close to comedy because there's so many of the people involved with that that have such a solid sense of humor mm-hmm. that like that sense of community is so similar to comics and that like you're saying that grind like it is very 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 similar <coughs> and obviously the lack of money is very similar <laughs> and i think yeah. that burlesque and, com- and comedy are very similar in a way that you're both you know going on stage and exposing yourself like comics ah. expose themselves emotionally while burlesque dancers physically take off their clothes and expose their bodies like you're both giving up some sort of you know you're breaking down the barriers between you and the audience when you're on stage that's and a good also way to exposing like emotions like a lot of I had talked to Ryan about this. Like a lot of the dancers I've noticed work through their stuff through dance. Like that's yeah. just pretty common. I feel like I was you know, whatever say, you're going yeah. through, you make a routine about it. You work it out through that. Like you pour in, your in, heart out. In the way that you're describing it, we mask um, our confidence with like self-deprecation and shit like that. Right. Where even though we have these massive insecurities and w- like when you say, I recently recovered from a psychotic break. Ayo. <laughs> that doesn't give away the joke. Like there's more to it than that. But th- we try to let people in, but also the, they don't know how serious that is. Yeah. And so people who dance go through the exact same thing. People don't understand the amount of like the amount of shaming that almost all of those ladies have gone through before developing that confidence to go and th- and mm-hmm. and show people how fucking rad it is that they can do the things that they can do and it's just like what we go through so yeah in in that struggle it's not directive it's not a direct comparison but as far as the hurdles 
we utilize our talents to show people what we've been through to come to this point. And, you know, and also what you're like currently going through. Like oh, you could 100%. feel like an absolute pile of shit, but you got to walk up there like everyone in that room wants to fuck you. Like you just have to have that attitude. Even if you think that you are just disgusting, you got to get on the stage and be like, yep, everyone wants it. Like, you know, you yeah, have to just yeah. put on that vibe even when you don't feel it. Stage presence. That's yep. the word that I was Absolutely. For. You c- commanding stage presence. Um, making people feel, making, letting the crowd know that you're in charge and that you're going to take care of them for that amount of time that you're mm-hmm. on stage. That's the common ground. It, but however anybody gets to that point, it's all of these different struggles that you go through mm-hmm. to get there. And a hundred percent. Yeah, dude, we, we really are. Comedy is male burlesque, really. I wouldn't say male burlesque because there's guys that do burlesque and females who do comedy. But primarily, comedy is dominated by males. And burlesque is is primarily dominated by females. I was going to say, that's what I'm saying. I'm not trying Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But good on you for fucking saying that because as soon as you said that, I went, oh, yeah, there are female comedians and there are male burlesque dancers. That's Uh 100% right. Actually, you're more right than I am trying to make make it seem like I was wrong, was not wrong in that sense. So fucking thank you for saying that. Good job. Nice. Ryan's an open-minded butterfly. God damn right he is. I love you, Ryan. I was actually tossing around the idea of doing drag for a while. Oh, yeah. We <laughs> yeah. talked about that. I did his makeup, put my my hair extensions, <laughs> clipped them into his Dude, hair. I think every guy <laughs> should have the experience of putting on makeup at least once in their life just to see what it's like. I love drag. Garb I think well. it's the coolest stuff ever because you see these guys up there. They're not afraid to go dress up like women and just have a fucking ball yeah, in man. time, man. They just go out there and do their thing. Just big dick energy all the way through. But like, I think that is just the coolest thing ever. Like they just like drag drag queens like are the most fabulous thing that has ever lived on the earth. Like they just. Uh, you know what was Heard not fabulous was me uh, fucking Titanic crashing that ship across the table just now. I'm sorry about all of that grinding you guys just had to hear. Um, I I guess, so we've had Scarlet Revolver on the show before, but the, the majority of, of what we talked about when she was here was like body positivity mm-hmm. and making sure that people feel valued and... And uh, know that they're not alone, like that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But kind of, I think a, a big thing about doing that is owning your fucked up shit. Yeah. And I think that everybody in this room has developed that talent of owning your fucked up shit. And that's, I don't know that people talk about that aspect so much. And it's a lot of trying to like confidence building because, you know, whoever has gone through the stuff knows that and wants to make everyone feel like they're a gold star and all that shit. But also, if you're not, own it and be fucked up and be whatever it is that you hate or you, you know, you think is is the worst aspect of yourself or what you think others don't like and just rub it in people's faces. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like 
I love when I I have this friend uh, Emma uh, Wandra who <laughs> is such a badass individual, and she as a kid was like really overweight and was kind of a goofy soul. I mean, she still is a hundred percent, but found found a voice in the photography community and then started to come up through that and became more athletic, got into rock climbing and, and all of these things, lost a bunch of weight. And it was like good for her, but it wasn't her focus. She was more psyched on creating art and all of these things. And then moving to the cities and meeting all of these and, and people like this, you know, uh, transgender individuals, drag queens and, and non-binary people, especially. Mm-hmm. And, and just blew that shit up and was like, wanted to be a microphone for these people and then through that was like you know what fuck everybody i'm gonna do what i think is cool she doesn't shave her armpits and it's one of my favorite things that she does so so she'll put on a bunch of makeup get all glammed up and do like a a super instagrammy pose Uh and then you know you have to swipe to see the next picture so you'll swipe to see the next picture, and it's her with both of her arms up and the darkest armpit hair. <laughs> and I remember the first time I saw that, I was like, that's so fucking awesome. I love... <laughs> I I don't do the Instagram what? post, but I also do not shave. Like, I, I shave exclusively for the burlesque shows because I don't, you know, there's a lot of... Oh. You know, I gotta shave my pubes and stuff. <laughs> I can't. I'm out there in a thong, like. But I, other than that, I don't shave, and I grow thicker armpit hair than my own father. Like, and I'll get full glam in a dress and like full leg hair, full armpit hair. I don't Dude, give a fuck. And I don't know. I don't. I I think because of like I knew what she had gone through when I saw her. You know, because people were constantly commenting about like. Oh my God, you're so beautiful. You're so this, you're so that. And then for her to, on top of that, throw up her arms and, and show off that she was like, I'm not shaving. How come when I let my armpit hair grow, you're like, mm. we joke about it the same way you joke about my ball hair being too long. Your ball hair is fine. Now it is because I shaved recently. Ugh. <laughs> Ryan, do you want to talk about your ball hair? Mine has dreadlocks. <laughs> he gets legitimate dreadlocks in his pubes. Really? And he can pull them out. Yeah, yeah. Like I can pull them out in big clumps. Uh-huh. Ouch. But the point I was trying to make was <laughs> I, I, out of nowhere, and there's sometimes when something that you don't even really think about will just blindside you, and you can go, holy shit, that's fucking rad. And women who are going up on stage with stretch, stretch marks, C-section scars, there's without you yeah without you even Uh thinking Mm -hmm. about it going i fucking love that and it builds this this energy within you that makes you want to support it more so you go out of your way and 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 it builds into that community and that's when those people hang out after the show and go i thought you fucking crushed it and they become fans and it builds this whole and it's the same thing with open mics I it's so dumb like the only quote unquote fans that I have are at Keller Bar like people that will come up and say I love the way you did that joke this week and you're like why why are you even paying attention to anybody that comes down here like we're in a grungy musty basement 
it's so wild to me that people yeah. give a shit ever. This isn't even a show. This is just basketball practice, <laughs> man. We're just <laughs> fucking around shooting some layups here. This isn't a hundred percent the real game, man. Yeah, and St. Cloud does that better than anybody else for all of its faults. For how much Kim and I hate that fucking town, hate it. There is no stronger like sense of community than when those people decide to come together. Because, you know, when you go to open mics in the cities, there's a lot of jaded comedians and, they're not so, and artists and photographers and all it's of those true. things. I've not met a single photographer from the St. Cloud area that talks shit about anybody. But when you go to the cities, there's nonstop shit clicky. talking. It's very clicky. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Very clicky. Yes. It's like there's the big dogs and the middle dogs and the little dogs. And you don't like stray outside of your yeah, click yeah. well and people feel so threatened mm-hmm. like why can't we just all support each yeah. other it's yeah. it's so huge to me and yeah like i said for how much i hate saint cloud i love when the lights go down i love saint cloud Sorry, i had to pee my in the daylight it's it. absolutely <laughs> trash <laughs> i had to pee my student diapers loan. on the street you it's know what it is disgusting saint cloud is the epitome of of April in Minnesota, all of the dirt and the Not slush you. Yeah, yeah, and me. The, <laughs> of the dirt and the slush and the blech. when when Minnesota is transitioning into spring mm-hmm. before all the beautiful shit, St. Cloud is all of the, the <laughs> and I hate it. The thing that bothers me the most about St. Cloud is like, who the hell was the city planner? Oh, like, man. I think that every time I'm driving through, why is everything on one strip? I actually like, enjoy that. And then it's just Cruising a the ruckus everywhere else. Dude, it is a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Did you ever Leg- cruise the D? What is Division? Yeah. Yeah, of course I did. My friends and I would go. Play Padiddle, take we- your clothes off in the car. Padiddle. But we called it sex. Wait Sex. a second. We call oh, it padiddle. You're talking about what? The one light had light. Yeah, yeah. one had light. Padiddle. Showed my tits <laughs> to a trucker playing that game. Once. Yeah. yeah, I got down to my underwear one time. <gasps> Boobies hanging out. Tabra, you whore. I, <laughs> I was such a whore. I'm gonna lick your butthole later. <laughs> Speaking of filth, um, you're saying my butthole's filth? Yeah, but it's my filth. <laughs> I'm a I'm a piggy in your in your pig pen. <laughs> Uh, Ryan, uh, you know, I do this like once every four people. It's this, this thing period. called off the noggin. So. And I'll say a topic and you can comment on it. You can try to make a joke about it or just a general oh. comment about said thing. Okay. All right. Just so you know. Oh, Trumba? No. Oh. Doima. Doima is still the reigning champ for the amount of solid off the noggins in a row when really I, yeah for sure oh Tremma had the one good one the one good one because <laughs> uh, everybody pauses they get deer in the headlights well yeah stop playing with my foot Rub um but so here's what we're gonna do <clears throat> what's the what's the fucking the chew called wintergreen uh-huh yeah wintergreen go Wintergreen tobacco. <laughs> First time you do it, it'll make you fucking sick. Next time you do it, it spanks your fucking dick. 
<laughs> don't like rapping. I don't give a lick. <laughs> do 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 do. Don't fuck with my click. <laughs> nice. I like that. Um, okay. We gotta give one to you, Chris. <laughs> You're gonna give one to me. Well, yeah. Oh, Shouldn't shit. that be a back and forth? I Ew. guess so. Do you have one? Gummy bears. Uh, Matt Doima. Fuck. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, that you're not that good. So next. Sorry. Okay. Well, anyways. Oops. Sorry. Um, April. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. You're 25. You said. Mm-hmm. Jonas Brothers. Jonas Brothers. Yeah, yeah. What do you got to say about those guys? <sighs> Everything I have to say is not appropriate. Oh, please say all of those inappropriate things. <laughs> I mean, it's like not culturally PC appropriate. <laughs> like <laughs> Jonas Brothers. I don't care for the Jonas Brothers. It's like 14 year old girl stuff. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but could you be more specific? Because you said you had these. I was going to say they're fucking. Ah, <laughs> knew it. I, I knew it. <laughs> I can't say that. That's OK. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> You know what is the best about this show is that I, I bleep stuff out. It's not a live show. So Perfect. And like uh, one of my favorite things that I've said on this show is uh, Josh asked me if I knew somebody. some This dude named Sam. And I said I had no idea who it was. And Kim, you started to look for them on Facebook. I said you're friends with them on Facebook. No, no, no. You oh. just said this is him. And I go, oh, he looks like... Daniel Radcliffe but you guys both laughed super hard yeah and that's the best part about it is even though we live in a non-PC world when you're just with friends you can say whatever fucked up shit you want Mm -hmm. and that's what the bleep is for nobody knows what it is and fuck you for trying to guess what it is (laughs) you don't deserve to know if your goal is to I want to know what they are saying so that I can let them know how wrong they are about it then go fuck yourself because you know what this room is full of allies mm-hmm. allies to everything. It's true. You know, I don't even know why ally is part of the LGBTQ like spectrum because if you're like, if you're not an ally, you're just homophobic. Yeah, that's true. Why, do, just you an ad- asshole. why do you have to identify as an ally? <laughs> that's true. Why is that a sexual orientation? That's a good point, man. You're a hundred percent right. That is true. That's like saying, <laughs> You don't need to say I'm not a racist. Yeah. Like, you need to identify if you're a racist. You yeah. need to let people know before you go out to Wendy's. Hey, uh, just so you guys know, if there's colored folk in this Wendy's, I might have to say something. Uh, if there's any or in there, I'm definitely going to say something. Exactly. There aren't like racists <laughs> and allies, like people who are allies to non-white people. It's just racist and yeah. everyone else. <laughs> so it's everyone else. And then they're just homophobes. That's it. There's, you know, I like that. That's exactly right. I like that. Now you, uh, you fucking losers picked out a snack. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Which one did Try you pick? Read it. Asian pop rocks. How do you know? Uh, Does it say Pop Rocks on it? No. Oh, yeah, it, it just sounds like it. Anime, Suzuki. <laughs> 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 what is it? <laughs> there are no English words on this. Not a one. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I realized that uh, we didn't do an off the noggin for Kim Duke because we all did one, but you didn't. I don't have to do one. So, Kim Duke, um, 
I would like you to oh. comment on uh, gas station toilet paper. Um, it's the toilet paper that you rub and you immediately finger your asshole for sure. <laughs> Why are you rubbing it? Well, when you wipe. <laughs> and it makes your crotch itchy. Cause it's, Ooh. So it's, so, it's so fibrous. Yeah. That it, all that decays and flies yeah. into your vage. If gas station toilet paper was a store, it would be Family Dollar. Oh, wow. That's a good comparison, actually. I like that. Almost as much as I like you. Oh, my God. (laughs) Speaking of which, uh, have you guys ever licked each other's buttholes? No. No. Really? Uh, Ryan's butthole has crumblies in it, (laughs) so I'm not going anywhere near that until he lets me cut the crumblies. Out of his butt hair, which has been there. a fight for about a month and a half. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's two ways you can extract the crumblies. You either just pull them out with like the hairs attached, or you can take a scissors in your ass. And I'm not. Or just wash your fucking asshole. <laughs> it's not that hard. Okay. Ew, no. I do have to say. Okay, so here's a weird thing about me. Um, oh my god. If I don't feel like I, I take half showers throughout the week and what i will do is i will go in and just wash my balls and asshole because yeah, those same. to me are the two you wash your balls and asshole yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's important Twice those balls get sweaty yeah. Yeah, yeah so to me like nothing fucks up my day like feeling like my balls and or asshole are not clean and then going the rest of the day like i'll clock in and be like oh i have a dirty asshole i can't do it I will not stop thinking about it until the day is done, and so you just go to the bathroom uh, with like a paper, you know, get wet like wet wipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but there's the you run the risk of. So here's a a scenario, right? So let's say I I go in there, I get the paper towel, I do the thing. While I'm doing that, I'm headed towards the stall with said toilet paper with the uh, you know soap on it and water. Soap, soap and water. The uh, the uh, bathroom washcloth, as we'll say. And if somebody, because there's two doors to get into this bathroom. If somebody walks in from the other direction, they're going to see me heading towards the stall with said thing. When did you start to give a shit what people think about you? In that sense? You're washing your butthole. Because there's a question. Somebody goes, did you shit everywhere? Exactly. Did you have diarrhea? Why? What? What are the? What are the? The things that led to you having to go in there, because there's so many vile men. Maybe you just who will wash just the have seat off. Tell them you just want to. You're like seats dirty. Gotta wash it. Yeah, gotta. I've gotta never wipe thought of seat. that. You're in a service. All I've ever thought of is the male judgment that comes yeah. from because there's men that will just ride it out with. Pretty dirty, sure there's drugs in here. Dirty, dirty, dirty assholes in bathrooms. Um, or, or just throughout the day. They, they don't give a fuck. They will have disgusting... Like when I hear about people having shit-stained underwear all the time, that blows my mind. That's Ryan. Anyway, just tell Ryan <laughs> that, that he needs Ryan. to shave his asshole so he can get it licked. Yeah, I shave my asshole and getting your asshole licked is, is the best. Okay. Is it kind of like shitting in reverse? (laughs) (laughs) If you've ever wondered what a female orgasm feels like, shave your butthole. And you've been wondering.
bendering for so long. Yeah, we've I'm been saying, talking about going on gender benders. Like so we she can wants see. to be a guy and feel as like what it's like to like bust a nut, and I want to know what it's like to like get my pussy. So shave get rid of your, your asshole. Shave it, or let her shave it. I've shaved Kim's asshole before. Deborah, I swear to God. What? The hell? This Pop is ecstasy. ecstasy. Whoa! <laughs> hold on! Hold on! Hold on! <laughs> this is crystal meth and MDMA. Good yes. lord! <laughs> All right, so take a white pill and some purple crumblies. I <laughs> yeah, guess yeah. is what you gotta do. Blast off! <laughs> I'm taking three pills. I don't give a fuck. Ooh. Bitch about to turn into a rave. Eight. Mm. Mm. I don't understand them. Yeah, what's the white pill? Are they mints? <laughs> We're all going to wake up an hour later and be like, oh, that's <laughs> what the white pill is. <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan will have his asshole shaved. Are you chewing on them? What are you doing? You have one rock stuck on your lip. No, the pills are like, they taste like green apples. Yeah. Oh, you're chewing on the white thing. Okay. Mm. Look at these, though. They're like, we trip when we trip together. <laughs> Open your mouths. Honestly, I think they're a little weaker than American yeah. pop rocks. Mm-hmm. Fucking losers. <laughs> That's why we won. <laughs> 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 These are Japanese, by the way. Yeah. We already established that. Ooh. Oh, okay. So it's supposed to be like sour with the Pop Rocks. But they go together. They're friends. I get it. That's fucking hilarious. That's good. I mean, yeah, I'm not mad at it. Um... I'm about it, about it, as they say. You're trying to get the rest of your beaties over there? <laughs> Layla hates Pop Rocks. Mm, I love them. Um, Target used to have this icy, and they, they give you Pop Rocks to put in your icy, and she refused to do it. I think it freaks her out. It's like fireworks in yeah. your mouth. It's such a cool sound, actually, like in the, in the, in the cans, as they say. In your headphones. That's what the headphones are called. Pop rocks remind me of those little snaps. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 They're so fun to snap them in your fingers, too. Uh It's like you're doing that in your mouth. Poppets. Oh, whippets? Poppets. (laughs) You know you can get whippets at smoke shops now? (laughs) That's what I was telling them yesterday. (laughs) That's so fucking funny. Yeah, I heard about that. Oh, man. Um, I was... was I was explaining to somebody the other day, uh, they didn't know what uh, Juggalo was. And I was like, ICP? And they were like, huh? And I go, Insane Clown Posse? And they were like, oh, I kind of remember that back in high school. And I was like, yeah, man, Uh, real Juggalos (laughs) at the Juggalo festivals um, or Festival of Juggalos. I think it's the Gathering of the Juggalos. Is it Gathering of the Juggalos? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I couldn't remember what it was called. But um, they would take CO2 cartridges. And I didn't know what was happening at the time. I just saw, I watched this documentary. This guy pops a CO2 cartridge on a balloon, releases something. The balloon fills up, and then he sucks the balloon. Sure. And I was like, 
if he's not going to talk after he sucks on the balloon, then what's the point? You know, it's not helium. And then I found out that it's CO2 and you're popping it into there so that the balloon fills up with it and disperses the the freezing temperature. Because if you t- just put the CO2 cartridge on your mouth and sucked it, it would like you'd get frostbite on your lips. Mm-hmm. So they f- they figured out stuff it into a balloon, take the cartridge away and then you suck in what's in the balloon and you you get the same high without getting shit on your lips which is fucking a bananas you're bananas how dare you but also at the same time did you ever do um (laughs) have you ever huffed uh duster before you know by accident once i was in third grade (laughs) and my buddy andrew thought it was funny when i was on the computer to spray keyboard cleaner in my fucking mouth oh my god (laughs) yeah i gagged for like 10 minutes no, I, I did I did whippets one time when I was alone. <laughs> okay, now when you guys when you say whippets, when I hear whippets, I think of the the fucking whipped cream. Cans. That's what I did. Okay, so you're just you're you're I not did. shaking it and just sucking all of the stuff out of the can. Yeah, I okay, sucked okay. the gases. I think the way that whippets is typically done is like with an industrial. You know, like a uh, what they have at coffee shops, like the whipped cream. Yeah, canisters. yeah, and Then yeah. you just buy like a three hundred pack of the CO two things, and you just blow through them for like uh, hours. Like a goddamn degenerate. It's like a goddamn degenerate. I like that. Oof. Now it's it's a blast. Uh, now, now uh, April O'Neil, have you done the duster? Yeah, I've done just about everything. What was the scariest thing that? Like dr- or drug wise or uh, substance wise, that you were like, the next day or later, you're like, wow, I was this close to going. I think off probably the deep end. just mixing everything. Like I have mixed so many different pills, like different pills, drugs, alcohol, like in one night. Like just basically, me and my friends used to just combine all of the drugs that we could do and just see what would happen. We would take like. <laughs> <laughs> we we well we would do like 300 whippets and drink a bunch of alcohol smoke a lot of weed and do a bunch of pills and we would take like depression pills that won't even get you high because we're just like maybe if we just combine them with all this other <laughs> stuff that we're taking it'll do something like we would just like painkillers everything like just every we would combine we were always trying to create new highs so we would just combine as many drugs as we could <laughs> and then you wake up and you're like damn i can't believe i'm still alive yeah you would just mitch hedberg for a whole night and then wake days up. benders <laughs> weekends like long time hey uh you look like uh you had a kid at 16 and you support him at all of his concerts <laughs> <laughs> but also you try to make out with his friends and he's like mom you april wait you look like that guy <laughs> that <laughs> at one point had a long man bun and you're trying to get back to the point but your hair grows too fucking slow now because you're old piece of shit that's <laughs> actually just all accurate there's no there's no joke there you, st- you just spit truth <laughs> <laughs> you look like an art teacher who tells kids about the dangers of drugs while teaching them how to finger paint. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I'm only nine years old. And you're like, yeah, you're going to learn one day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ryan, 
What up, though? You look like a Letter Kenny extra who they told to stop showing up, but you show up anyways. And they're like, well, you, you're here. You might as well just. Can you stand over by those corn husks over there? <gasps> and you just swat at flies that aren't there. The Very <laughs> accurate. <laughs> Chris looks like he wanted to be in a biker gang, but like couldn't deal with the pain of like the in-depth tattoos. So just got Princesses. a few of them. Yeah. <laughs> you look like a Portland samurai. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> I might get that tattooed on me. A Portland <laughs> samurai. That's so fucking good. You're like uh like um those ice cream trucks. Um, you know when like the the you'd hear the ice cream man do 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 I forget how the song goes, but do 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 isn't that what the ice cream? that was a different that's a completely different fucking song I know it's like you realize that every ice cream truck has a different song right like they all just play their own music okay hold on. Oh no! That is it. You're right. What? Yep. There it is. But I heard ice cream trucks play whatever the heck they want. Just bumping some. Just bumping Fetty Wap. This is, that is not the ice cream truck song. Ten hours of ice cream truck song. Oh. Told ya. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Okay, so anyways, so you know how th- that truck would roll up and you would see the advertisement for those popsicles and you'd be like, holy shit, a popsicle that looks like a Ninja Turtle? That's so fucking rad. I want to get that one. And then you get that one. And then Ryan Mittendorf would come out when you pull off the wrapping. (laughs) (laughs) Just the... (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, Calabunga, dude. (laughs) The melted version. (laughs) Just like... (laughs) Kill me, please. (laughs) Kim looks like the hockey mom who puts Bailey's in her coffee and shows up half drunk to the games like, I'm over this. <laughs> <laughs> their, ki- their kid's like, why do we have to Uber to all of my games? <laughs> I like that. <sighs> I fucking love it. Any other, you got anything else in the Let's chamber there? Chris. Ooh. Keep it coming. He never gets burned. I know. I, and I, try I can't to burn you because I get too personal. Uh, yeah, you just say dark shit. <laughs> the last time that you tried going in hard, I was like, "Oh, you're just saying things." This I burned, I sick burned you in the text, and you said that was too far. Yeah, I mean that little girl was running around you. Oh, that I kidnapped. Yeah, little kids she's, basically. She's she recognized you from the video at school where they teach you not to talk to that stranger. Well, why was she running kids. laps around me then? Just to test you to see if you're gonna kidnap her. I was at Subway in line. And I was on my phone, you know, Pokemoning. I was in a good area. And I noticed this little girl run in front of me. And so I stepped back a little bit. 
and then I see her run in front of me again, and so I step back a little bit again, and then I realize that she's just running in circles around me, and I was like, why did she pick me to run circles around? And I laughed, and she like blindly went in and, and was going to wrap her arms around me, and I laughed a little harder, because I was like, oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> like that uncomfortable laugh. And she looked up and and had those eyes of, you're not grandpa, and stopped and ran away. And then I looked up like further in the line and her grandpa was like <laughs> two people ahead of me. And she somehow had ended up back by me. Thought she was running in circles around. She was ringing around the posying her grandpa. Okay. What do you got? Do you got something for Chris? Anyone? No, I don't got anything. <laughs> I don't got nothing at the moment either, man. Like one shot, one kill. That's yeah, okay. That, that you both had really good. Portland samurai is unfucking believable. I've never heard that said in general. That's so goddamn good. Um. Okay. Well, Ryan, we have got to talk about. Um. By the time this, I mean your your House of Comedy showcase. Oh, 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 oh how did your initial um, contest go the night at the House of Comedy? I had a pretty good set, man. Uh, yeah, like, I did my. How what? many How many people showed up like that you invited? Because I know a just lot, April. I was gonna say a lot of the people that you know. That's like a two hour drive just to get out there on so a I'm Tuesday saying. night. Yeah. Especially driving in the cities. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was so sad. They called all the comics and they're like, cheer if you're here for this guy. And everyone had a good hoot and Aww. holler. And it was like Ryan Middendorf and it was just like my little sub dude like <laughs> clapping. And he's like, and- Ryan, you're <laughs> fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but then you're like, they're here in spirit. And then he ended up being the crowd favorite. He won everyone over. Like Hell yeah. It was very impressive. That's the story of your life though, dude. You every time you go on stage, you within the first ten seconds win ha- at least half the crowd over, and then by the end of the set, everybody's like, "Oh shit, that I want to hear twenty more minutes of that guy." Oh, That's cool. <laughs> no, what really, really made my set good at the House of Comedy was that I was doing my yeet bit right, so I would say yeet all the time, <laughs> and there was this black couple in the back. And I would say, like, yeet. And they'd be like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeet. And then that would just, that would carry me through my whole fucking set. Because when they would say something, everyone would just die. And, um. Oh, it was crowd participation. Yeah, dude. Well, like, I, I don't remember how the scores were broken down, but it seemed, if I remember correctly, it was about like 40% of your score was crowd, was like crowd participation, like how riled up the crowd was. That's why. Mike was like, Ryan, you're fucked because you just had me <laughs> and I wasn't going to hoot and holler because he specifically said, <laughs> don't be the douche who only cheers for like the person that you're there oh, for. Like, yep. so then I was like, I'm not going to be like, wow, screaming. Yeah, I actually had to yeah. tell my friends that, too, because it, 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 you can tell when it happens. Yeah. They're like, don't be the person who like doesn't who like muffles their laughs and doesn't clap for other people and then just screams for the person that they're there. But I also found out that uh that whole crowd thing is bullshit like the judges just pick who they like yeah so just so you know two of those judges muscled that other judge uh-huh and they were like 
doesn't fucking matter what you think, dude. This guy is hilarious. So they, the judges legitimately pick who they think is actually funny and should go further. Mm-hmm. They say the whole crowd participation thing matters, but it does not. It matters in the sense that like when you're in the crowd and you hear people cracking the fuck up, you have a better time. But the actual judging system is not that way. You got judged on how fucking funny you are. And it's undeniable. And that's why you crush to kill Tony. That's why you crush it. Anybody that sees you for the first time loses their fucking mind because you are intrinsically funny. And that's so difficult to do. And there are tons of comedians who I love. And they have to work hard just like we, like the rest of us have to work hard. But on the nights when you go and you just fuck around on stage, <laughs> you will still murder Whereas if we when we try to go on stage, we fumble around like if we were to say no set, we have nothing written down. We're just going to go on stage and see what happens. It's a nightmare. And we fumble and like we're kind of, you know, looking for the ball the whole time that we're on stage. Whereas you could just go on and start talking about how you had to stuff a cow uterus back into a cow that day or like whatever the fuck your normal day is and then go yeet at the end of it. And people are like, what? That none of that makes sense. And so people just die laughing at how whatever you perceive as normal throughout your day or week or whatever and how you interpret it to other people or convey it to other people is just it's a fucking murder fest, dude. Maddie says that my style is like that of a jazz musician. Ah, like free fall jazz. He's like uh, free form jazz. He's like it's uh, it's like you can tell that he put a little bit of effort into writing it. But there are parts that are completely just improvised and they'll never happen again. (laughs) And if I could just, uh, you know, jerk you off a little bit more. My gosh, I know. It's like you want to make all of (laughs) us. Yeah, before before you go on, just know (laughs) that he already has the biggest head on him. Yeah. like Last night he told me, he's like, I'm going to make it. And if you're not there, then you're out. (laughs) Yeah, dude. You always said the fucking. Oh, my gosh. You son of a bitch. I said some god awful shit. I was full blown manic. I was smoking a bunch of weed. Like I was totally having delusions of grandeur. Like it was fucked up, man. He was talking like he was it. Like he's like, I'm gonna, I'm it. Like this is it for me. And if you can't like get on my level, then it's just not gonna work. I, she I never did. even gave me the ultimatum either. She never said it's gonna be comedy or me. I just said. You know what? If it comes down to it, it's gonna be comedy. Like, yeah, I, I was like, I, yeah, I was like, I, can't, I was like, do it. Support your dream. You gotta go for it. And he's like, you know, if it comes down to it, it is comedy or you, it's comedy. And I'm like, nobody oh, no. asked you. Also, <laughs> and I woke up and I didn't really wake up because I didn't sleep last <laughs> night at all. I came upstairs at like 6:30 a.m. I'm like, April, I still haven't slept yet, but I've calmed down enough to know that I'm very sick right now. Because I was telling him, I was like, you are full-blown manic. You're talking out of your ass. And he's like, fuck you. And I was like, go sleep on the couch. And then he comes up at 6 in the morning. He's like, you're right. I'm manic. I haven't slept. <laughs> you you <laughs> woke up next yeah. to Eric, and you were like, I need to turn my shit around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think that, that like, Kill Tony just kind of triggered something that, like, because I had felt it kind of going uphill before that, you know? 
and uh, the kill Tony thing was like the high, like a life changing moment. I'm like, holy shit, this is happening. <laughs> this is real. I want to make it. And then just like. Yeah, he came home and his shit did not stink. Well, dude, he was I heard the you say only one Chris on the, gets on like the car that. on the car ride home. I heard you <laughs> on, the, on the phone with somebody going, "Yeah, I'm not going back to fucking college, dude. Fuck that." That was probably <laughs> me. And I was like, "No, no, no. You'd called somebody else." I called the reader Max. I think yeah, I think it was Reed that you were <laughs> you were like, "I'm not going back to college, dude." And I thought to myself. Weren't you done with college already? What the fuck? What does that have to do with anything? I was going to go back to school for robotics and get a big boy job. Yeah, they oh. called him today and he said, no, fuck that. I'm not going. He canceled. He canceled all of it. I mean, if I was his, not to, you know, give you. Stop feeding into his ego. I'm He's going to go home and sleep I'm on sorry. the couch again. Yeah, don't feed into his ego. Right. I can't deal Please with this anymore. Please feed my ego. You have no idea, Chris, <laughs> what I'm in. <laughs> My clout levels are he reaching was levels that he are was unprecedented. Me, last night, he's so fucking delusional. I said something. I The whole bit. He takes it from me. <laughs> and writes it down. He goes, that's hilarious. I just wrote that. I was like, I just said that. Like, you have to recognize those were my words. I was like, but are you up there saying it on this stage? I was like, what the hell? Chris took one of my bits. And said it on stage at Nordic. One third of Ryan's bits are mine. Actually, that <gasps> new schizophrenia joke is 100% hers. All I added was my own personal experience into it. That was an old Facebook status of mine that he took. He takes wow. a lot of my material and then he claims it as his own and says that I'm not funny and I'm not good enough because I okay. can't get on the stage. April, here's <laughs> what I'm going to say to you, what I say to Caitlin all the time. When she tells me her wild ass stories, like that fucking bomb scare at Verizon and shit like that. And the like, fact that her dad was a stripper. Her dad was a stripper. He stole all of her money uh, to pay for college. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's such wild shit. And you just say it in passing, and we love you for it. Mm -hmm. You and Caitlin were, are so supportive of us. You've heard all of our jokes a billion times. Mm -hmm. And and when I record my sets, I will still hear both of you laugh, even though I know you guys know. You guys could probably go up and do my set. Mm -hmm. Like, I do it all the fucking time. You know, if Chris were to die tomorrow, I would we'd throw a celebration of life thing, and I would just go up and do his five minutes. Aww. Isn't that funny? I would just <laughs> go up there and be like... So I was going down on my girlfriend and just do all his like do five you minutes. Nervous to drive. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the eleven beers. I love bars. that joke. That's what I'm saying. Like we all love you because of how supportive you are, and you know, as as far as I'm concerned, you and Kaylin are can do no wrong people because you're so great to all of us. And if we were to see you go up there and grab the mic we would be nothing but ecstatic to just hear whatever the fuck you were going to say. Because we know that you know so much about us that we would just be excited to be like, you know, I wonder wh what could they say <laughs> that, you know, would get us this time. And to me, that's, I, maybe it's, it's, I don't know. It's the supportive dad nature in my body. Oh my gosh. But, well, here's the thing. If you want to hear my comedy, listen to Ryan's comedy because a third oh, of it is mine. Beep, beep, beep. Oh, the, the game fuel bit was mine. 
<laughs> that, the game feel bit is a hundred percent mine. Uh-uh. <laughs> yes, huh? I came up with that. I and came you up with the premise. I punched. Oh man, I'm not trying to turn down <laughs> Ryan's levels, but April, you keep going. Yeah. I'm gonna turn your mic up. Yeah, a is lot this, of. Is this your ego still out there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this Ryan does this every time. Like I'll do the whole thing. Like last night, I had a whole bit, and then Ryan's just like, "I'm like a SoundCloud rapper." <laughs> It writes it down and says it's his own. And then he's like, well, I came up with the tagline. I'm like, but I came up with the 95% before that. Like oh, you it's just, like Puff Daddy and... Yeah, I come up with the premises and then he hits it, punches it with a tagline, which is, we really work quite well, I think, writing-wise. Because I have really good premises and he, like, workshops them. Has the them. banger. Yeah, and has the bing, bam, boom. I love that shit. I love, yeah. I love the, that... Uh, you know when you're about to suck your friend's dick joke that I tell? Mm-hmm. God, I hate that joke. Um, the whole... But I would tell that at your celebration li- of life. Yeah, yeah. That whole bit where, um, you know, I plug my nose, mm-hmm. the whole, you know, that thing, is from a friend of mine. We were having lunch, and I go, I'm, I'm trying to tell this joke about how it's unrelatable that you would suck your friend's dick. Like you say, you know, when you're about to suck your friend's dick. And I say it, and there's not that part of it. I just... It's just the, you know, when you're about to yada yada and he goes, you got to do the old uh, swim lesson. And he, he in that whole hand motion, too, he yeah. did that little finger thing and plugged his nose. And I was like, that's fucking hilarious. That's probably the only way this joke will work. And for the longest time, that was the only way that the joke worked until I could be like, OK, I've done this joke long enough to say that other part of it. But I love that. I love saying that stuff, too. You accept who did what. Exactly. I tell him all the time. He's like, I'm like, you can take the jokes, but give me credit. He's like, oh, I came up with this great bit. And I'm like, like that guy that you guys know last night when he's like, when he was talking about the jokes, he's like the half, like oh, I yeah, can't like Casey half Fletch. of her at the same time, you know, half of her at a time. So one of this Casey guy has Bell's palsy, so his face all droopy. Mm-hmm. And one of the jokes he said was, I can only lick my girlfriend when I go down her. I can only do one side at a time. And then he gave credit to his girlfriend later on when they were asking him about that joke. He's like, actually, my girlfriend, who's a comic, she actually came up with that joke. Yeah. Funny story. He's actually, I knew him a long, long time ago. He was best friends with my oldest sister. Really? Oh. Yeah. He came up to our cabin on like a girl's trip once. And I was like, I don't want this grease ball here. He's and not tur- a girl. Yeah, exactly. I was like, he's not a girl. <laughs> And and I and he actually uh, briefly dated one of my other sisters too. Get out of here! Yeah, he runs in the family. Does her name rhyme with sissy? No, not that one. <laughs> no, older. Hey, elf. Um, but yeah, I I find joy in like Clifton came up with uh, that uh, Harry Potter joke that I have. Uh, or no, Alex. Alex came up with the oh, yeah. when I say um, the Sorting Hat tried to put Dumbledore at Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. Like more or less, that that was pretty much Alex. Would, like we kind of beat it around, but he, I I didn't have that part. He said you should throw in Hufflepuff because it's the gayest sounding house. Alex is a great guy to write jokes with for sure. Oh man. He's a great dude he to could collaborate move, with. He could move out to um, what's what's that town next to L.A. Hmm? What's what's the town next to L.A. There's Long Beach. There's the one Santa up. Monica. There's Malibu. I think Santa Monica. He could move to Santa Monica, start a comedy class, 
and make bank because he is really. I feel like he could really, yeah, he could really make it as a writer. Oh yeah, like he could be on any show just writing. Like out of all of us, he's probably. He takes coal and turns it into diamonds. Good job. Mm -hmm. That's very nice. Well, I love you guys both very much, and I could talk with you until the fucking sun comes up. But the sun. But Ryan's running on like an hour and a half of sleep (laughs) right now. Um, so the 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 <laughs> last thing that we do on this show, our, our listeners are called ducklings, and so what, what we say is au revoir, little ducklings, quack quack. Au revoir, quack quack. Can you hear me? Au revoir. What do you say? Au revoir, quack quack. No, au revoir, little ducklings. Oh, au revoir, little ducking ducklings, quack quack. Au revoir, little ducklings, quack quack. <laughs> au revoir, little ducklings, <laughs> quack quack. <laughs> Good job, you two.